headsets like our helmet. <laughs> we can't we can't go live without it. What kind of uh, fruit does Beethoven eat? What kind of fruit does Beethoven eat? Yeah. Banana. <laughs> get the hell off our show. <laughs> well, that's a wrap. It's not going to get any better than that. Uh, happy Monday, everybody. TGIM. TGIM. It's five you, o'clock somewhere. You didn't want coffee? No, I'm okay. Thank you. Yeah, well, sorry. We don't have cardamom. How, how many cups of coffee Fresh. do you today? I drink uh, probably three cups of coffee a day. The first cup is the most important. I um, I drink my own coffee and I roast it and it takes a little process in the morning. By the way, thank you for that. Ed Matt had that to me. You're welcome. When you say you drink your own coffee or you make your own coffee? I make my own coffee, but it's a... It's a process. Mm. You know, I'm going to try to start to grow my own coffee. Beans? Tree. Yeah, tree. Beans, but the climate won't work. Yeah. You're that, that into it, huh? That's that arrogant about it, yes. Is it that true you're arrogant. not supposed to have coffee the first hour and a half when you wake up? Um, I don't know. If, if I go the first 30 minutes, you know, <laughs> get the fuck out of my way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but we can cuss. You can, you can cuss. cuss, yeah. Oh, yeah, as long as... We've never cussed before. Yeah. It's our first time. Don't just don't curse an Armenian. Not our That's a, the mother tongue. Uh, does he look like the type to curse an no. Armenian? Come no, on. he doesn't. I was I gotta, shocked to hear it this he early out of your mouth. No cussing. You, I have you a walked from rack jacket. No, cur- no, no <laughs> You you walked in here and we smelled this while it was in a ziploc. And when you opened this, it smells amazing. It's pot. It's well, there you go. It smells man. It's, better it's, than it's pot. I see. I see. I see the buds right there. <laughs> so, what was the thing that you were saying that was inside of this? Car- cardamom. Cardamom. Hell. Hell. Hell, cardamom. I had yeah. no I idea what that was. Like but apparently people put it in tea and you put it in your coffee. Yeah. So we, we thank you for this. We'll go grind well, this apparently up. Apparently like half the world uses it to season stews and uh, lamb. and. I'm a red meat type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't eat stew. <laughs> and, uh, it's funny. My, my dad always tells me, he goes, he goes like, why don't you eat any soup? You know how good soup is for you? It helps with the digestive system. It helps with like your organs, your gut. I'm like, okay. You don't eat soup? I can't eat I don't know what it is about soup. Like the last time I ate soup was maybe two weeks ago. It was, uh, 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 I even forgot what it was, bro. Ella got it from Costco. It was blended lamb chops. <laughs> it was just broccoli, broccoli, chamanum, what? Cream of broccoli. Yeah, probably. like the whole lentil soups. All these Armenian soups that you they, like I can't Are you do serious, it, man? Those ones are amazing. I can't what about Abgust? Dizi. Oh, he's, he's there That's once a soup. week. It's not soup. He's there once a week. A, he you put enough soup. lavash and crap in there where it's like, it, it has the consistency of a, <laughs> a medium <porridge>. rare, <laughs> medium rare ribeye. How do you eat your Dizi? A lot of bread. There you go. As you can tell. No. <laughs> <laughs> you actually uh, look very fit in the camera, by the way. Look at that. Oh, thank you. Our no, camera does justice over here. I love it. I'm trying to. S- I'm squeezing in my sides. It doesn't do justice for me though, but it does <laughs> justice for Seva. Yeah, I think if you guys switch places, you'll see the difference. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I want to thank Seva Gorginian for taking time out of his Monday to be with us. Thank you. Uh, you were with us pre-COVID, so uh, right, right, right when COVID hit, it was uh, March something. I remember. Yeah. Coming so, in here. so this is all your fault. Yeah. Well, <laughs> technically, COVID hit right 15 years ago, but. Right when they decided to take it on, <laughs> take the performance ago. on. Do you know something stage. we don't know? Now you can take a pill and everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's shots you have to take. Well, coronavirus has been around for oh, a long yeah, time, yeah. right? So yeah, definitely China virus, China, China virus. But yeah, you were with us well over basically, you know, yeah, almost three years. years now. 
or two more than oh, well, it's gonna we're wrapping around to three years yeah. now. Right. Uh, and you know, for those of you that don't know, uh, Sevan is an attorney. He works uh, in for trusts. He works with uh, bankruptcies, uh, estate planning, all that stuff. So we're gonna obviously jump into all that, all those topics, and talk about you know the BKs, the trust, estate planning, all that. Uh, we'll also get into some current events and uh, talk about life in general. But uh, obviously, a lot has happened in the past uh, two years since we last saw you. Uh, SBA loans were being given out. PPP loans were being given out. You all call these that giving gu- out? All these old. Yeah. That was worse well, than giving out. I mean, handed out for free, I, I guess, at this point. But, I mean, you of all people, obviously, since you work with a lot of people uh, regarding their finances and where they are on a financial standpoint, economically, and all that stuff, you know, a lot happened in 2020, 2021, where, like I was mentioning, PPP loans, SBA loans, governmental grants, all the stuff that was going on. Um, and then, obviously, recently, you know, the IRS hired, what was it, 83,000? Right. 87,000 87, IRS agents. <coughs> you were underestimating um, IRS. Jeez. Ah, but, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of us were in panic mode. They're like, oh my God, why are they hiring so many? Uh, from your experience and from the knowledge that you know, is it for all these SBAs and PPPs or is it for the middleman that everybody's kind of panicking about? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, um, First of all, thank you for having me here. Of course. Um, it's good to be thank back. You. Um, thank you, everybody, for watching. Um, you know, whenever, whenever I hear this, they hired 87,000 people, it's kind of a scare tactic if you think about it because we have a labor shortage, okay? Where do they get 87,000 people? Is there a line outside the Department of Treasury? Like, come on in. Now we have, So I don't think it's 87,000 people. I'm, I'm sorry, 87,000? Yeah, 87,000. Yeah. So, no, I don't. <clears throat> believe there's 87,000 new agents hired. Like, where did they come from? So it is going to be an uptick. So I don't want people to be worried that now there's 87,000 people because we have a huge labor shortage and I don't think anyone's running to DC or even the local IRS agent to say, hey, give me that job. But um, yeah, we do have a big problem with this, um, the SBA loans. Now, a lot of people don't kind of understand how it works. So it's kind of a, a misnomer to say, an SBA loan. It's not the SBA that gave you the money. Okay, The SBA is a government agency that guarantees the loan to the bank. Who gave you the money is the bank. So wherever your business checking account is, Wells Fargo, that's who gave you the bank, um, gave you the money. The SBA tells Wells Fargo, if Arno doesn't pay, we will reimburse you, Wells Fargo, up to 70% of that loan. So you're really screwing Wells Fargo when you don't pay. But Wells Fargo is going to go to the SBA and say, you know, hey, this bastard didn't pay us, uh, reimburse us 70%. So it's kind of a backup guarantee. The, the problem is that no one, they kind of like pumped all this money quickly and no one did the underwriting that was necessary. So not only a lot of businesses should not have received the money, but the way the money was used was really off the charts. And I speak from experience based on the clients that are calling me saying, okay, now the time has come to make these payments and I can't pay it. The first question I ask is, what the hell did you do with the money? Now, up to $200,000, and I'm talking about the EIDL loan, sometimes called idle loan, but that's the economic injury disaster loan. There is no personal guarantee. So if your business took the loan, you could just close down that damn business and move on, okay? Because 
once the bank comes or the SBA comes and they say, you know, uh, Arno Corp, give us the money. Well, there is no corporation. We use the money. It's gone. We're sorry. The problem becomes if the loan is over $200,000 or if you misused the funds. Because on the loan application, which nobody read, they just docu-signed this, you know, the hell out of it. No one read what those uses were. You have to use it for business purposes. What you're not supposed to use it for, okay, which is the following examples are the people that called me, is they bought a Tesla Plaid. Um, they remodeled their backyard. They created an ADU. So Bought an income property. Bought an income property. Or, and, um, and this is going towards uh, um, the, the real estate market for Arno, um, nearly a lot of the people that use this loan, they bought the property and they use the money to purchase an overbid. Okay. Whenever I speak to a group of people, especially realtors, I always ask them, remember back in 2021 when it was all fun and dandy? Yeah. And people were going online, which is fine, saying, hey, we overbid by $200,000, $300,000. Whenever I ask a group, I said, you know, hey, realtors, raise your hand if you asked your client, where did you get that extra $200,000 to overbid? You know, no, we didn't ask. We just overbid and bought it. <clears throat> they were using that SBA money because that money is sitting in a bank account saying, you know, what else are we going to do? Let's buy this property. I don't want to lose it. So they used the money to overbid and get this property. Now that the SBA is finally getting on track to audit, saying, um, hey, Armand, so by the way, what did you use the money for? Oops. Then they call me saying, what do we say? Okay. So they can backtrack. And how easy it is, is they look at your bank statements. You know, So they look at your bank statements going back two years, and they see, oh, here's the deposit. And then it's, Wire transfer to Glen Oaks escrow. Duh. You know, so it's obvious you bought a property. Yeah, they put two and two together. and So they're like, like, okay, you misused the funds. And the penalty is really big. So not only do you have to pay the loan back. How big? Um, they can be up to, uh, from what I remember, 150% of the loan. So it's going to be a huge so on, payback. If it's 100 Wait. grand, another 150 or right. on top? So you're paying 250 back. 250 back. Wow. So, but forget that. If they accuse you of criminal fraud, now they'll prosecute you criminally for lying and misusing the funds. So people say, okay, well, I don't have it. What do I do? Well, if you don't have it, they'll get a civil judgment and attach it to your brand new house that you just bought. So that's going to be a problem. That's how this money is going to be recovered. That house is going to have a lien on it. That house will now have a judgment lien on it. So that's going to be a problem. Now, here's the other thing is... How long do they have, they being the, the Department of Justice and the Department of Treasury, to prosecute civilly and criminally for this misuse of the loan funds? It's typically four years. Okay? Now, we're already two years in, so people think, great, I just got two more years until they, if they don't audit me, I'm in the clear. Uh, a few months ago, uh, Biden signed into a law that was kind of slipped in. It was slipped in in the American Rescue Plan or in the Infrastructure Plan. It was in one of those. There was an amendment that was slipped in that just for COVID relief money, the time the Department of Justice has to prosecute has been years. extended from four to 10 years. Ten years yeah. So we're 2022. They have until 2032, however old you are, at 10 years. They're going to have 10 years to finally catch up and say, oh, by the way, remember in 2021 we gave you that loan? What did you do with it? So Damn. 
we got we got 10 years and the the clock is ticking but now they have a lot of time so did, did you experience that in the real estate market we, ex we experienced it in june and july of of 2021 and then in august <clears throat> in august it was unfortunate uh, i had five escrows cancel because underwriting was basically looking at the credit a little bit more deeper and they were saying okay you see anything in the DTI as far as their credit report that says uh, SBA, SBA? Right. Drop the file. And when I mean drop the file, it was like you can't go back to them and say, "Well, hey, listen, we'll, we'll pay it off." Hey, listen, um, I'll transfer it over. Hey, listen, I'll you know I'll give it to my my sister's going to be buying the property. Said it was a denial, and, in, and it sucked. In August, like I said, I had like five files canceled. But even if, for example, let's say. Down payment is two hundred thousand. No, I have five hundred thousand in the saw bank. It, it was a dead file. Doesn't matter how much reserve. They didn't care. None because of that. they here's the thing. When I spoke to one of the underwriters, we had a phone conference between it was me, the lender, the underwriter, the buyer. We called the underwriter, we were speaking to them, we said, Why are you dropping the file? The, the money is there. The guy he doesn't need to touch that money. That money is just there for his business. He said, I don't care because I don't know if I close this loan. I don't know what he's going to be doing with that X amount of dollars later. So really? he goes, if I see it on there, he goes, if, if, if that SBA loan was under his brother's name and he was part of the corporation, that's fine. I don't give a shit. But he goes, since it's under his name, he's buying the home and there's an SBA debt on his name, files, files dropped. Yeah. Wow. I mean, th those are honest underwriters because there's other underwriters who, when they saw that, the deposit in the bank account saying deposit department of treasury two hundred thousand yeah. dollars um most of the time they have a, a look back of 90 days you know so they'll tell you you know armon come back in uh, 85 more days because then when i look back i don't have to go and source that money i will consider that your income that deposit's already there so they would wait to get out of that look back period so um, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, but that look back period, just skipping the look back period does not help with what's coming. No. That was just for you to get the approval right. at, the po at that moment. Because the idea was, if I don't do it, another lender will. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, which, is, which is unfortunate. Um, so we will start to see. I mean, the uh, payments are coming due. Um, when is it coming due? They already are they already starting started, to do. Yeah. So it just depends on when you got your loan. Well, um, a year later, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's already no, it's, been eight months. That it's been more than a year, no? Since the... No, 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 no. A year from when you took the loan out. Yeah. So if you took it out July of... If you took it out July of 2021, July of 2022, Arten, you know, you got to start making payments. Mm. Yeah. So, But I it's mean, been accumulating interest this whole time. Right. And the, but right? the first year, of entrance, uh, first year of interest, I believe, has been waived. Um, but the payments... The earliest one I know has been eight months already because that's the first phone call I got um, saying, you know, hey, this thing is uh, coming due. And a lot of them are legit saying my business closed. OK, and an example is a gym business. Yeah. So they're like, we use the money. So, you know, and I could tell quickly that they have used it legitimately. Payroll, back rent, purchasing equipment, things used for the business related to the business. Um, but what if you got the loan and you never used it? That's a, that's a good question because I do also have clients saying, hey, I have $50,000 left of that money. What do I do? Now, obviously, the honest thing would be give it back. Okay? Yeah. So, but again, if you can kind of justify it's a business expense, you know, again, back rent and I have to make payroll or buy an equipment to get the business running, then it's fine. You can use it. Um, but if your business is closed, 
you should just give the money back, you know? And, and, and it's unfortunate because human beings, by nature, we are corrupt uh, mammals. Yeah. So it's hard for us to see a bank balance of 50000 and say, give it back, you know? Um, so it's hard, but yeah. you should give it back. I, I think the people, you know, that did take out the loans and fraudulently used it, I still don't think reality's checked in yet with them. No, I, I don't think so either because... Um, because that, that whole prosecution part hasn't happened. There's a, there are random audits happening. There's, um, and if anyone's listening, there's a, there's a single page form that your bank, or the, you'll see it, it looks just like the IRS letter. It says Department of Treasury. It says, you know, this is a random audit. Please supply your, uh, your documents to support the loan. A lot of people believe, hey, if I just make the monthly payments back, it'll all be okay. Well, again, yes. But if they think you screwed them and you bought a Tesla Plaid, no, they're not going to be happy, even if you're paying it back, because they'd rather get 150% back, you know. Than just whatever they Than do. just get your uh, stupid $500 monthly payments. Now, and, uh, <laughs> but, That's but, one way to put it. <laughs> but, but it's so simple. I mean, if, like, I think a lot of people who didn't use it properly, they kind of were not thinking. It's as simple as this. I was just, because I actually spoke to one of the uh, IRS agents. I said, um, I said, well, how do you know they didn't uh, use the funds, you know? He's like, well, when they applied for the loan, and then I looked at their tax return, they're like, when they applied for the loan, on their 2020 tax returns, it says they applied for five employees on payroll, um, which is what for they- For the SBA? Right, because they were getting the, the money. They're saying, you know, we have this much money on- um, SBA uh, was- Payroll. Based on payroll as well? Income and payroll. So you're trying to show, like, I need this much money. So when they're getting the money, they're like, I have this much money on payroll, this much money on expenses. But when they filed their 2021 tax returns in this year, 2022, they kind of looked at it saying, wait a minute, we, we gave you money for five people on payroll, but you reported two people on payroll in 2021. So where's the other three people that we gave you money for? Oops. You know, it's as simple as that. So the IRS agent says your client either lied on the Application. own application or they lied on their taxes. Please tell us where, where they lied. Oh, and she was kind of giggling Christ. on the phone and... You know, I, I, I did my nervous laugh, too, you know, like, uh, you know, you know? But like, uh, like in my eyes, I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, I make some great so, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to try my uh, dark roast coffee? But uh, but, but kind of like that, she kind of like hinting, like, it's as simple as that. We're, we're comparing tax returns. You know? How like, did, but do they even have the manpower? I mean, how many loans were issued? Yeah. And like, and I don't know if you know the statistics as far as like which states or which counties were on top of the list as far as the amount of loans, total loans? Uh, no, I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. But, I mean, obviously they're going to go after bigger fish, you know. So if you're if you're under the 200,000 one, um, actually, I take that back because uh, I'm, I'm always on the Department of Justice website. There was someone who took, I think it was in Virginia, the guy took $42,000 and they prosecuted him. And they got him criminally. The and they said, you're lying. So $42,000 in that, in that uh, poor guy. And he was young, too. He was like 26 years old. So they're saying yeah. you lied, et cetera. So, um, so, I mean, I can't say, you know, if it's less than 200, you're, you're in the clear. But obviously, they're going after bigger fish. And just uh, like any uh, other business. I'm going to disagree with you. I think they'll go after the small, not the big fish. Yeah. The biggest fish are part of the same system, the same team. Right. They're not going to go after I mean, even guys. the Lakers got money. Yeah, think about it. So Le Levick says the house will very likely reject that 87,000, you know, hiring uptake. 
which means they won't have the manpower to actually audit right. these files. Yeah, so to answer your question, so they might they may not have the manpower, but you know what they do have is they have 10 years. Well, ten, 10 years is not a long time, especially given that the longer it goes, the more paperwork they're going to need as far as, you know, how, how long are you supposed to keep your records on file? I don't know the answer right. to that. Does, but does that uh, meet the 10 years of, of their yeah. statute? What is the statute of limitation on Wasn't that? Wasn't it seven years or five well, years? No, I mean, the loan application says you need to provide evidence of the use of the loan proceeds. So, and from my recollection, it didn't say after four years, etc. It says you got to keep it. But here's my question. Like when you, they say you should save your taxes and all your paperwork for five years or seven years. Right. Now, let's say that someone shows up 2031 and says... Give me your papers. We're still within the statute of limitations. Right. What's this person going to provide when they're not obligated to save anything after seven years? Well, right. No, I I understand what you're saying, but I think you're talking about the obligation to keep something based on old tax returns. Proof, right? Versus proof to show this is what I use for the loan proceeds. I think it's I think it's different. So I don't think eight years from now you could say. Oh, by the way, that statute says I have to keep my tax returns for seven years. That's why I threw away my receipts. So, but you should be able to. Because if that's the case, every human being is going to have a storage unit with tax papers in it. Yeah, look, there's going to be problems. I don't think they're going to be able to collect a lot of of money. And we're probably going to get some administration that's going to say, just like the student loans, okay, you know, forget it. it. We're forgiving all these uh, SBA loans under $200. I think something like that will happen. Okay, let's say say you're, you're, you're running a business. You've got enough money in the bank to cover your payroll, everything. But the SBA is offering this loan. What was it at? Three and a quarter percent? 3.75. Yeah, yeah. Three, 3.75. So that's cheap money. It is. So if I'm a business owner, I have the money to run my operations, but I decide, you know, when I take 150 from the SBA, 3.75, I can, I can invest that into my business, expand, even though I, I have the money, but I want to borrow it at a cheaper rate and I want to invest the money I already have into maybe something else. How are we going to differentiate whether I use the 150 they gave me for my business expense or the 150 I already had in my bank account as for my expenses? No, they can't. So right. I'm a criminal for doing so? Well, no, I mean, what if you didn't it. have 150 at all and then all of a sudden no, no, you no, have no, 150? He's he, no, 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 no. He's saying he has it. Stuff yeah, like that. Okay. That's like Look, saying, what if I didn't even up. have a business and then I... <laughs> that's another thing. No, that's different. No, in your, in your case, it's justifiable. God forbid, if, for example, there is an audit situation where you could sit down and actually present proper documentation, they, they can't even touch you. They, they, what are they going to prosecute you for? I have funds for this. I have funds for that. This is where the, the checks I wrote for, for this were from you know my business account. Yeah, this one was from my business account, but it wasn't from that month. It wasn't from the SBA. It was from, you know, the money that I had saved prior to getting an SBA loan. Right. It's justifiable. And, and keep in mind, you, um, if you're going to buy something, um, I'm, I'm actually on the SBA's website. Um, but the loan application um, had a little bit more detail. From what I remember, you, if you're, if you're going to buy something, it had to be made in America, too. So, but you, m- remind what? me what's made in America. Or half we're, the stuff on this table. Made, we're we're everything on this table is not look, made in America. Look around you. What's what, made what's in America? <laughs> that what? plastic cup you're holding is made in China. This plastic? Whatever it is. <laughs> it's half glass. Made the, in this America. is the other one I uh this is the other one I forgot is uh the uh, collateral requirements. Okay. So imagine 
we'll use a simple example as just this desk and this microphones. Um, there's the SBA, and if you go on the, um, the Secretary of State's website, there's a way you could search what's called the UCC lien, okay? Um, the UCC lien is kind of like a blanket lien on all of the assets, just like your cars have a lien that says you can't sell it until you pay it off. Once you took the SBA loan, anything over $25,000, that's the, the minimum, they have a lien against all assets um, if the loan is over 25000 Your CCC, which is your corporation, basically, right? The, the assets owned by the business. Yeah. So if we just talk about the things in this room, so this means if, if this business, you know, Wise Nuts took the loan, this microphone belongs to the SBA. So if you close this business, they're going to say, wait a minute, on your podcast, we see this machine that's worth X dollars. Where is that machine? Or actually, they're going to say, where is our machine? Where's our microphones? Because we have a lien on this thing. Uh, oh, I sold it. Okay, great. Well, cool. well, where's the money? Why didn't you pay it us? Just like you're going to pay BMW back, you know? So if you go on the Secretary of State's website, you type in your name and the UCC lien search, it'll pull it up. So it says we have a, and it's called a blanket lien, meaning that it's a lien on all assets that you have now and that you acquire in the future. That also includes money in the bank account, accounts receivable, etc. So um, what that means is you can't get rid of this microphone. A lot of people say, I'm going to go start Wise Nuts 2.0 across the street and take all this equipment. You can't because you got to sell it and pay it back. Now, imagine this is not on camera. How does the, the SBA know what you have? What if they don't know there's actually 13 mics on that They'll other side? go through your receipts, business account, and see well, where you're buying that's, what. That's where the gray line comes is they don't know what you have. Okay, But if you have a, a gym... You know, it's like, well, you got equipment, you know, you don't operate yeah, a gym uh, with just stupid dumbbells. Um, but the service business is the easiest one that's going to get out. Like I'm a service business, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I have a computer and a desk. So, but businesses that have machines, et cetera. So um, a lot of them are like, let me just sell the equipment. And I'm like, oh, you got to be careful. There's a lien on it. Now that UCC lien is not actually um, a type that you uh, won't be able to sell it, just like your BMW, your BMW or your car, you can't sell it without paying it off. But you can sell this microphone without paying them. But yeah. obviously, they're going to be really pissed off. So mm. they're going to say that might cost you twice the amount. Then it will because they're going to say you're stealing our equipment. Yeah. So, so that's know. the portion of it that makes it a crime in a sense. That portion and also fraudulently lying on the application because it's not only what it. So not only is it going to be loan fraud. But because the money comes through the bank to you, they'll hit you with bank fraud and wire fraud also. So, And in a sense, the fact that you took the microphone, you're stealing government property. In a you're sense. stealing government property. Shit, that's another one they can so, tap on. Um, Nail you on. So, it's, so a lot of people say, what if I just go start another gym across the street and use all the equipment? I said, look, it's fine. You know, you could do whatever you want, but people are not stupid. You know, Because yeah. so, I could just go on the CrossFit website and say, oh, that looks familiar. You know, and then they send a field agent out. So I, I actually did one with a, re, a recent gym, um, and um, it was pretty successful. So to get rid of the SBA loans, you know, you got to kind of, um, and this is a service I provide, we kind of push back against them. Because once you know what the parameters are, um, you can play with their rules. So we had a gym. I had a gym as a client, and there was gym equipment, et cetera. So the, the loan was less than 200 It was like 90000 and she legitimately had to close the business. So we closed it. I notified the SBA saying, okay, there are these assets. And the, 
the representative from SBA said, okay, send us pictures and how much your client believes that gym equipment is worth. And then we're going to send a field agent to verify. Fine. So she took some pictures and I sent it to him. I said, it's worth about $25,000. And the SBA lady said, no, it's not worth it for us because they got to come take it, store it, auction it's it. It's going to cost them over 25 right. k to get that in their position. So if she, they could even get 25 k for it. Yeah. Right. So she's like, no, forget it. We don't want it. I said, okay, great. Well, then she's going to sell it. That turned into this volcano eruption with like 86 email exchanges between her and I. She's like, if you sell it without paying us, we're going to prosecute. I said, okay, fine. Then go get it. No, we don't want to go get it because it's not worth it. So what, what, the, what are you going to so do? So what the hell am I supposed to do, you know? So, um, sorry, I just touched your leg. Uh, That's okay. not trying to get there this early. <laughs> he he, he enjoys it. Don't worry about it. Um, Mind you, he's been rubbing Arbun with his foot for the past <laughs> half hour. I haven't complained. <laughs> exactly. I, I complained. He was the one that brought it up. Yeah, but like, I mean, essentially, um, the lady was saying, go sell it and give us the money. And I said, okay, hold on. Where in the loan application does it say we have to hold an auction for you? We don't. We are not obligated to go sell this stuff and give you the money. All it is is I have to present it to you and say there are microphones and gym equipment here. You know, come and get it. It's yours. If you don't want to come get it, you know, I'm putting it out on the sidewalk, you know, and then you can deal it's with like the traffic. It's so out that stupid. So it's so stupid. It's like, imagine, it's like, but okay, you own this. This microphone is yours, right? Yes, it's mine. All right, so uh, when do you guys want to come pick it up? Well, you know what? To be honest with you, I don't have the manpower or, you know, the time to come we pick it up. We don't want it. We don't want it. So it's right. like, what do you want me to do with it? Nothing. All right, so then you want me to just yeah. put it outside? No, 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 no. If you yeah. put it outside, yeah. I'm going to sue yeah. you. All right, so why don't you just come get it? Well, you know, I wish I could come get so it. So can I sell it on offer up? Yeah. If you sell it, give us the so, money. Okay, what, okay you like, said you had an email exchange with them for what? Like, eight, like eight, what, what, what happens then? Um, no, no What was the conclusion? The was conclusion it, was, I told them, I said, the landlord is evicting my client to the gym, so your equipment, so your, your stuff is going to be sitting out on the sidewalk. Uzumes, so go take it, you know? It's yours. So it's yours. So um, I have no idea what happened to it, but I'm pretty sure the landlord, you know, That's needed I, the space I just back. came up with, a, I think, a pretty good business idea. On air or off air? I'll do it on there. Nobody's going to do it anyways. Right. <laughs> it's not that good. It's not you that know? good. It's liquidation? To, to, to start a liquidation yeah. and go pick up these things, pay that, let's say, lady five grand, and then you know bring yeah. it to a warehouse, so, yeah. sell it for 15, 20 grand. They, so they don't need 87,000 IRS agents. They need liquidators to go and say, okay, we're sending Armand to go pick up your crap. But then why are they arming those 87,000? I mean, what's the arms to go for? after the billionaires? Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. No, there's okay. Let me clarify and you can correct me if I'm wrong. There's always been a category of agents that are armed. That's the, Part of the criminal IRS. something department. I don't know. I forget what it, what, what it's called, but there, there are, if you, if you read the IRS job description, <clears throat> there's a category of agents that are armed. So that's nothing new. They're not, arming these agents to go out there and kill people. They have enough National Guard and military if Are you they sure want about that? <laughs> Are you sure about that? No. I've watched enough documentaries to be a little sure about it. But Okay. Let me ask, uh, well, Arno, it wasn't a question, though. It's a statement. Thank you, Arno, for the uh, super chat. He says, smart ones saw an attorney before taking half a million dollars because... Um, has too many loopholes to get out easily you can easily show you invested in your business well yeah i mean anything if you're gonna take out a lot of money or you're gonna borrow money or 
you know, sign a contract to, to that extent, it's always wise to have an attorney review it, right? Yeah, but nobody does. They just no, uh, DocuSign. Um, and the DocuSign, um, I think, really did a injustice as well because all we did was next and it dropped you down to the bottom and you signed. No one that's read, it. oh, what collateral am I pledging? How much is the personal guarantee? So. Yeah, that's the one thing about DocuSign that I'm not a fan of as well. I mean, I'm, I've, I've been a member with DocuSign for years, but... You know, you click on sign, it drops right. you down to the next signature. Click on sign, drops you down to right. the next initial. At least give me an opportunity to scroll up and see what the hell I signed or, you know, what it is. Because I've had complaints from clients all the yep. time where uh, they'll go in there, they'll click and sign, and they'll be like, well, what did I just sign? I go, look, before you click finish, you could scroll back up, review whatever you need to review. If you have any questions, call me. And then there's the click happy ones. Right. Where it's like you send it to them and then like two seconds later, okay, it's done. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but in the loan doc, there's three important things. Well, no, I'm, right. I'm talking about loan docs are loan docs, but I'm talking about like on my end where as far as like disclosures and all that yeah, stuff. Where yeah. Your end, it's like two, three sections that you have to review. Two, the other 98% of the same well, generic the, bullshit. The, hold on, hold on. The, two, three sections or sections? Sections. sections. Well, so here's the thing. What? The important parts of our sections that you actually do need to yeah. review, which is the seller's property questionnaire and the transfer disclosure statement, have information in there the seller discloses right. to the buyer. <clears throat> a lot of the times, sellers will not disclose certain items, which you ha I have to go back and say, put that in there. And they go, well, why? I go, well, if you're going to ask yourself, should I disclose it? The answer is yes, you should disclose it. And then vice versa, buyers, they'll disclose that, I don't know, Roof leaked in the master bedroom, patched it, never repaired roof. They'll disclose it. Buyer will be click happy. Tick, 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 tick. All of a sudden, you know, December comes around. There's a storm. It leaks. Well, what happened here? Well, it was in the disclosure. Did you read it? No, I just clicked it. Yeah. See, yeah. That's that's what I don't like about DocuSign is, you know. It I just, agree. Yeah, and then at that point, you're quick. still responsible. They look uh, at you like you did something. But why wrong. is DocuSign so, like, I mean, it seems like it's just monopolized the industry. There's, uh, but I mean, even before that, even if it was not DocuSign, you you think they they read it? Even no. on paper, nobody read that shit. Uh, here's the thing: a lot before, prior to DocuSign, I would always have a lot of clients actually come in, and I would go over disclosures one by one with them. Till today, I still tell them, I say, "Look, I'm going to send you the disclosures. I want to go over it with you." Well, you know, did you read it over? Yeah, and I and I pinpoint certain. I well, if it's on the buyer side, I'll. I'll pinpoint certain items for them. I'll be like, hey, listen, this was a red flag for me. This was a concern for me. And this was in there, but it's not a big deal. So you're aware of it. You go ahead and sign it. And then on the seller's end, it is, I always tell them, if you're going to ask yourself, should I disclose it? Answer is yes. Put it in there. Guys, I'll, I'll get to the estate and trust questions once we're discussing those topics. So hold your questions. I'm not ignoring it. I will answer all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll yeah, get, to, we'll those get to those trust and estate questions once we're um, done with this topic. <laughs> oh, by um, the way, sorry, I, I just saw my thing in the picture. My friend Grigor, who's a CPA, you guys put that picture uh, promoting, and he said, he said that uh, this is a big catfish picture. Which, <laughs> which one? Oh, is it your he's actual poster? Yeah, poster? You said that to me. No, I know. He's like, he's like, that's you're uh, catfishing him. I'm like, what do you mean? I, I don't look like that. He's like, mm, no. Anyway, so so Grigor is a wonderful CPA. He's on my floor, um, Grigor Tarosian. So thank you, Grigor, for that. But I see what he's saying. Catfish. Actually, reminds me of that yeah, Persian guy from better? Arizona, catfishing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had, your, I had your, your salvage comment was 
Oh, jeez. It's not even salvaged. What's that thing when they uh, rebuilt the title? What's it called? A rebuilt title. Is that what it's called? Rebuilt title? Or salvaged Total. <laughs> no. No, like one of my friends is in Michigan. He has a successful body shop, and he sells a lot of rebuilt titles. Will he get it like uh, water damage or uh. from Florida or different places? They'll kind of redo everything and re... Oh, well, yeah, it's a salvage title. That's what it is. But no, re- they... Re it has to be a rebuilt title for you title to and it bring it pink back again. to life. Well, know? if anybody know any car guys know the term again. for it, does it, it become pink? Know. I thought it become. It's, it's just uh, we're we're hoping to get. Uh, you're not divergenizing it. So the, when it's a repairable title, then you can turn it into a salvage after it gets inspected by the uh. CHP. Then when you register it with the DMV, the title comes to you as a salvage. We're we're basically we're we're in talks with a uh, a dating coach. Uh, to bring him on possibly end of January or beginning of the February. Persian Andrew Tate. Yeah, he's a Persian Daniel Zerian. <laughs> Damn uh, it's, I mean, for he, again, I, there was a there was a small back and forth that went on online. And again, this is kind of going to like off topic or whatever, but it was, he mentioned saying, men should be able to date multiple women all at once as long as they disclose it. Basically, if I want to date a girl, I tell her, hey, listen, you know, I'm dating you, but I'm also dating five other women. He goes to basically find out who's the right match for you. And, you know, I, I kind of messaged him. I said, well, would you be okay with the girl doing the same thing to you? Basically, you know, dating you, but dating five other guys at the same time. He's like, absolutely. Let her weigh out her options. And he kind of, we kind of went back and forth as far as morals, values, culture, all this stuff. And uh, it was an interesting back and forth. I said, maybe you should. You're a dating coach. You should come on and educate us. Educators. So you know, we're 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 hoping you know we can make this happen because I th- I think it's going to be a Manila great show. Because I mean, these Iranians and Armenians are basically we're cousins, man. We as far and we, as and we date our cousins. <laughs> wow, it just got quiet. Yeah, wow. it got Sorry, quiet. Jesus you had to do that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> Sure, on to the next topic. <laughs> that's uh, that's actually Kobesi, but uh, <laughs> seriously, Kobesi, what happened? You were supposed to come on the show, man. Too soon. <coughs> too soon. Oh. Too, too soon. soon. I, don't I don't know. I'm Not just saying. All, no. is, is this office still open and running? I don't know. Yeah, bro. People have a short memory. They forgot about it. Yeah, he serves one of the running car- part. He does cars and open. coffee. Everybody's like. <laughs> It's a nice Ferrari. <laughs> you pay cash. That coupe there was great. All, all, all your Persians have that same accent. After my settlement. Uh, Nexus Auto Group actually says it's referred to as branded title. Ah, there you go. Branded uh, title. Minelli has a question. What happens if loans were taken out under someone that passed away afterwards? Do the loans get waived? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. So I was actually dealing with this. Um, there was a, someone who had died. So... Um, because you die, it, look, the, the loan is still there, okay? Now, the person who owns the loan, let's say the bank, has to figure out, okay, how can we collect? God forbid, Armon, I hope you don't die. Let's say you die. I have to say, what can I collect from Armon? There's two ways you can Nothing. collect your debt. <laughs> I'm going to take all the black T-shirts. <laughs> well, you, you can either collect against Armon. Okay, I'm going to touch you for a second. Um, I'm, I can either collect against Armon, or let's say he's gone. I can also collect against his assets. Like, okay, well, Armon's gone. What crap did Armon have? Well, what if his assets are Even though I wasn't a personal guarantor, no, it's no, under I'll, one, I'll, I'll get It's to under that. 200 No, it doesn't matter. Let's talk about a $5,000 Visa credit card. So um, I can collect against your assets, okay? I would have to sue your estate. So the Armon Hopar estate, okay? 
Actually, I don't know your last name. What Nobody last does. Name? Nobody does. He doesn't know his last name. <laughs> I, I just said Armand Hopper as if that, that's your last name. That, that <laughs> is his last name. So. I, we, I, we do know his last name. <laughs> he's Caribbean. Do, do, Caribbean. It's not Caribbean. My wife's last name is Caribbean. Are you Caribbean? No, yes. he's not. Are we cousins? With that? <laughs> <laughs> Are we cousins? <laughs> um, from anyway, I'm not going to go down that road. So, are but, you from Abuvian as well? But, okay, I guess we are going down that road. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. But um, no, you can collect against the assets. So even if the person's dead, um, if the person had assets, um, they could collect against the assets. But in the real world, people just give up. Okay, they're like, whatever, we'll just charge off this debt. So if the person's dead, very likely that debt is also gone. Um, but they could technically go after the uh, the assets. Um, but and then we'll segue later into the trust, and that's why one reason you want to transfer properties through trusts so um, it avoids probate court. Because if the assets go to probate court, Visa will come to probate court and say, that son of a bitch owes us $5,000, and they take it from your checking account that's in probate. So, But we'll, now, we'll, we'll talk about that. Now, whatever you talked about as far as the SBA audits and all, does that also apply to the PPP loans? Um, the PP, no, not necessarily. The PPP one is actually more easily forgivable, obviously. Um, but look, end of the day, yes, it's still a loan. You applied, you put how many you know, people you have on payroll, et cetera. So yes, if you lied, and even if you got a forgiveness, okay, because uh, unfortunately this just happened to one of my clients. I don't want to scare anyone, but if you got a forgiveness, forgivenesses can be revoked, okay? So um, the forgiveness is not forever. Once the SBA says, oh, by the way, what you use the money on, et cetera. Even though it's forgiven, you'll get a, a letter of, of, I can't say this word because I have a stutter, revocation. You'll get a letter of revocation saying your forgiveness has been revoked and you owe us that PPP money back. So don't believe that just because you got it forgiven, it's gone. Um, but yes, they can all, the PPP things is the same. I think the more bigger one are the EIDL loans. Um, those loans, they were pumping in very, very quickly. So. I think that's a bigger problem. Yeah, I think the EIDL loans are the ones that they're actually, you know, going after more than the actual PPPs because the PPPs, right. you know, a lot of people actually did use those for for payrolls. Yeah. EIDLs, where you know everybody and their grandmother was like, hey, "Did you hear about this program? Yeah. Take advantage of it." It's only three pages. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's and and you and you, t- it's, you see, it's so unfortunate, man. It's like you tell people all the time, you're like, "Listen, man." You know, know what you're getting yourself into before you sign anything. Right. No. And, you know, for them, it's like they look at it as, hey, you know what? It's a couple of pieces. It's a couple of pages of documentation and I get this money wired into my account. It's like, dude, that's the easy part. Yeah. You I mean, haven't seen the hard part. There's yet. there's a lot. I mean, I, I could go on of different areas of problems. I'll, I'll, I'll mention two other ones that just came to my head. Forget the SBA loans. What about the, all the unemployment money that was pumped in? Okay, oh, that, yeah. that, that's another one. So the EDD, okay, um, was giving an extra $600 a week. People were getting $2,400 extra, plus they're getting four... The bonuses, yeah. For like four or $5,000, and then they quit. They're like, I can make more money on, on EDD. Same idea. Um, they said, yeah, I'm not working. They got the extra EDD money. Um, but in 2021, they filed their tax returns. You know, I was doing IHHS. Okay, I was getting W-2, so now they're like, wait a minute, you son of a bitch, you were working? <laughs> so we want the $8,000 back. You got $8,000 overpayment. So now they're going after people for overpayment. So that's also a problem because they're like, hey, I got a letter from the EDD saying 
I got to give $8,000 back. I don't have it. In Chasam, you know. So this so. this is this is all kind of, you know, shit's going to float come next year. What, yeah. what year? I mean, next like year, as far as all these, as, as far as all yeah. these, like, unemployment yeah, that they were I mean, overpaid it's, it's, like and all it's that. all happening at the same time, which is scary. It's like, you got the EDD, um, and then I'll talk about also uh, the forbearance programs, okay? That's also another nuclear bomb, okay? The rent so, forbearance? No, no, not the rent. The mortgage forbearance. A lot of people, once COVID hit, a lot of the lenders, Mr. Cooper, uh. they're like, okay, you, we'll, we'll give you six months forbearance, and which means your loans are paused. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people, they're like, that they don't understand what a forbearance is. They're You're still like, paying for it. It's just backtracked. It's just on hold. But yeah. people thought, oh, I have to pay it back. I'm like, you thought six months of thing goes away? Because I would have applied for forbearance. I said, all it means is the loan is paused. If it's $2,000 a month, that's 12000 for six months. The question everyone should ask their lender, if you did apply for forbearance, is when do I pay that $12,000 back? It yeah. did not go away. It's at is the it back a, end. Is it a balloon or is no. just six months tacked well, on top of your... From that. my understanding is they, they, they tie it to the end of the loan. Right. From my understanding. Because I made a video Most on this. Yeah. yeah, I made a video on this where, you know... It, it was it, people were putting out information saying, "Oh, you know, it's uh, for the next six months. It's forgiven. It's forgiven. It's forgiven." I think it was like in April I made the video of 2020, and I I made a video. And I said, "You guys, please stop spreading misinformation. This is not forgiven. You you can't not pay your payments." And basically, like, "Oh, well, right. there, six months is gone. Don't have to worry about it anymore." It it does tie into the ba- well, depending on who your lender is, but I know Chase's back end, right. Wells Fargo back end, B of A back end. As far as everybody else, loan depots and all these kind of private mortgages, I don't know how they, how theirs works. Yeah, some of them, there is, I'm not going to mention the servicer, um, uh, just because so they don't shoot me. But there is one big servicer where what they're doing is they're saying, okay, your, for, your forbearance period is over. Um, they put it, as Armon mentioned, as a, um, a balloon payment. So they say, okay, we're going to put it on the loan but you have a balloon payment that's going to be due in eight years. Mm. So for those listening, the the balloon payment is essentially your loan is spread out over 30 years, but the balloon says after eight years, you got to pay us off. So go refinance and pay us off that eight, that that, uh, on year eight. So when year eight comes, a lot of people are going to get a knock on the door. Not literally. They're going to say, Hey, your loan is due. Wait a minute. This isn't year 30. Yeah. But remember the forbearance. Now it's the eighth year it's due, but wow. If you don't have it, it's okay. We will let you continue the loan if you agree to a 2% higher interest rate. Oh. So now the homeowner is like, you know, shit. That's substantial money. I go, I go refinance whatever the hell the interest rate is at that time. So you can't or, at that point just pay off the 12 grand. Well, no. If you have the money, you can't no. pay it off? You, you have to pay off the full balance of the loan. Wow. Which that $12,000 forbearance is tacked oh. on. So they're like, either you pay this off now. Or refinance or, it. We'll let you continue, but you're agreeing to 2% higher interest rate. So the homeowner is like, what do I do? Go refinance? What if if you prior to that you had refinanced? No, right. If you refinance before that, you pay them off, you're fine. So we'll see what happens. So if you think about it, so this is one of the reasons, like I I worry a lot about people because I'm thinking about EDD overpayment, EIDL loan, loan uh, uh, balloons coming up in eight years. So I'm like, what's going to happen? And I don't have the answer. So, but something is going to happen. By the way, Levick is right. He says uh, anything that anytime the PPP is forgiven or even student loans, if it's forgiven, it's it's considered 
income tax, which means you get a 1099-C, right? Right. Uh, so you have to file that as income and you have to pay taxes on that forgiven amount. Right. Just like a debt settlement. Um, so anytime you settle a debt, so if you owe Visa 10000 and you settle it for seven, that extra $3,000 you are not paying, that's considered income. So you'll pay it uh, tax on that um, 20%, whatever, next year. Ninette says, I have a friend that had several clients come in and purchase cars in cash. Um, so <laughs> a lot of these G-Wagons ain't going to be out there for too yeah. long. Well, there are a lot of them are being returned as we speak, man. I mean, let's just I think I mentioned to you guys a couple of months ago, you know, I'm not going to say which dealership, but uh, a friend's cousin basically is one of the fleet managers there. They had multiple G-Wagons returned, as in like, don't wow. repo it, take the car. Just don't ruin my credit. So, yeah. And then with the G wagon, sorry to cut you off, but G wagon's been losing value the last three months for some. Well, odd the whole reason. car market has been. No, but overall, the G wagon. Well, G wagon again hasn't lost value. What it happened is the markups on top of the MSRP has gone down. Yeah. Gone down. Yeah. I mean, there's 1,600 of them on the market where you couldn't find five before. Yeah, it's a supply-demand right? thing. So, I mean, look at it this way. Before you'd go into a car Does dealership... Does that mean the same thing's going to happen with the housing market? No, or? no, nothing no? affects the real estate market. Doesn't make sense. No, no. Not, not going to happen? No? No, not okay, at all. Okay. No. So, no. like, when we didn't have G-Wagons on, in the dealerships, uh-huh. right, the prices were high, right? Correct. Supply and demand. Correct. And now that there's 1,600 G-Wagons available the on the market, and the demand the isn't as high. The prices come down. Correct. Could that be applied to the housing market? It can be, but that's the problem. What it's is the, what is the supply right now in housing? How many houses are on the market right now? Much more right. than they were two years ago. Much more. It's actually, it, to be honest with you guys, this last quarter is we have less houses for what sale on the market. Wait, let me let me finish okay, what I'm saying. Say it. This quarter, we have less houses on the market than we did last quarter. That's a trick. We all know that bullshit trick. But here, let me answer. What's the trick? Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. No, 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 no. no. Bro, What's the, the trick? The banks no, no, no. release, ha- the banks the release those houses. Oh, they Listen. don't release them on purpose. Okay. When you go. Remember, oh, you I would go to Kenneth. Bro, two years ago. Go to Kenneth. Uh-huh. There's an open house. How many people there? How m- just say it. Over 80 families at open house at the same time. When? Before. When now. this money was available. Oh. Okay. You go to the same open houses now, there's three people okay, there. Okay, why? If, the, if so. Why? This market's combination of everything. Interest rates. So, hold on. Right. Interest rates. No more high. free money. The free money's not available I th- anymore. I think it's more... I forget the free money aspect of it. I think it's more interest rates than it is anything else. Well, more interest rates of overnights. You're it's, paying double for the same house. You're at, correct. You're mean, paying... That's you're, a... That's a if you could Listen, afford four thousand, let me let me hold. On. Let, me, let, me, let me break something. 8, let me break something down. Eight, okay, wait, guys. Yeah. Let me break something down for you guys, so you guys will kind of understand what exactly is happening. Because where the market is right now, as far as the house price, right, mm-hmm. is the house price is 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 it worth whatever people were paying for it? Let's say, for example, a house in Glendale for one point five million, right, and it's like seventeen hundred square feet. And it's a fixer, 1.5 million. Is the home worth it? Doesn't that that sound wrong to you? It kind of reminds me. 1.5 million fixer. Let me get to to what what my point is. It's not worth it, right? No. But at the rate of 2.9, 3.2, 3.5, 3.75, people would look at it and they'd be like, all right, what is my payment with 20%, 30% down? And it was equivalent to them 
renting, where they were like, is it worth it me renting or is it worth me owning because of all of the tax benefits, write-offs, all that stuff. I'm a homeowner. I'm a landowner. So that's why people would be like, all right, you know what? It is worth it to me. I don't care how much the house costs because at the end of the day, what's more important to me is the am payment. I comfortable with my payments? Right. Now, with the rates higher, they look at it as, is the house worth it? A lot of people say, no, it's not worth it. I go, why isn't it worth it? They go, because my payment's high. I'm like, okay, so it's not about the house. It's your payment that you're concerned about because there will be somebody that will be comfortable with the payment or has a larger down payment that will eventually buy that house. What was the popular quote? Don't marry the rate. Marry oh, the Jesus house, Christ. Yeah, who was that? Marry the house, you want to date? No, it wasn't me. Ma- ra- date Don't the say rent. that. That was not me. No, it was... It was Nick. It no? was... <laughs> it was marry... It was... Oh, my God. It was marry the, marry the house, fuck the rate. No, it was no, marry, marry the, the house, house, date the rate. Yes. Oh. It's yeah. your industry. You're you just, don't know that quite. I, 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 no, I, didn't, I didn't know. Why do you have to take it into the F word? Like, date is better. It's no, no, safer. no. He said something else. Vic uh, says, I know so many people who bought Porsches over value and now are trying to sell it. Yeah, because at one point it was like competition. Who can buy the more? Who can buy that higher MSRP than the next guy? Yo, bro, it's I like pay, paying over yeah, market. I paid 80 grand over. I'll pay, Fuck I paid 80 over. Can I say something? Really off topic. No, you're, well, you think you're a um, guest on the show? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, what are you talking I, about? I don't want to talk about I don't. I know nothing about cars. Okay, so I don't want to talk it about It has cars. nothing to do with cars. It has to do um, with stupid values. Yeah. By the way, it's pronounced Porsche. Porsche. I, yes, I had, I had yes, someone at Starbucks yeah. tell me, I'm like, hey, man, nice Porsche. It's a Porsche. Yeah. You know, I'm like, the fuck it. Porsche drivers are the That's most. That's the yeah. asshole. You yeah. should have yeah. said that too. It's arrogant pieces of shit. You should have told them to drive off the 401. Sorry if you drive a Porsche, but you're an arrogant piece of shit. Porsche. Except not everybody that drives a Porsche. Most of them are. No. Most of them um, are. Trust me, I've you, sold you hundreds of Porsches back in the days. You mentioned the the interest rate um, again. Going back to sad topics, um, this idea about the buy downs. Okay, you know where it's a three, two, one buy down. The, yeah. the first oh, year is two percent less. Real cute. Um, it's 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 a good idea, but the the, the comment I want to make is the the mortgage servicers. I deal with a lot of mortgage servicers within my bankruptcy clients. That once and I deal with a lot of them. SPS, et cetera. I can't tell you how incompetent most of these mortgage services are because we send like one payment through the, it's literally, I have to do the math for them. I'm like, here's one payment through the bankruptcy court, thousand. Here's one payment directly. So you got $2,000, you know, SLS, you know, they get so confused to add $1,000. Going based on that um, experience, Next year, when they have to adjust the interest rate up, mm-hmm. you know, um, I hope these morons don't get confused because the clients are going to be sending in, you know, higher amount. I think the mortgage services are going to be like, you know, why are you sending us a overpayment? Like, no, why are you sending us 2%? You're supposed to be saying 3%. So um, I think the idea is great, the buy downs. I'm just r- really worried that these mortgage servicers and, uh, and the morons who are handling the payments, obviously, if you work there, you know, I'm just being funny, but they have a really hard time doing simple math. So I hope when they're getting the payments, they're going to be like, wait well, a minute, your interest rate is five. I well, hope they educate the client to understand what they're getting themselves into. What educate? No, no. Isn't the statement going to adjust well, in a year I mean, and then you, the you'll, third no, you'll, year? You'll, you'll be surprised, man. Like sometimes with some of these clients where you, they go, okay, I want the, I want the, the property taxes impounded, right? Meaning I want the property taxes right. included. In, included in, the, in it, right? You include it in there, 
It's basically PITI, principal, interest, tax, insurance. And then they get their statement and then they freak out. Well, why is my payment so high? Well, your property taxes are impounded. Well, why are they impounded? Well, you wanted it impounded. That's why. Did I tell you to do it? I, yeah, the, it's, it's, it's. Like but it's he, even in their closing statement. I, of course, it's in there. It's in their CD that they sign. Hey, that closing disclosures. Disclosures. Yeah. yeah, it's in the CD. This, uh, the closing disclosure that they get. That last document that yeah. basically states, that "Hey, long piece of paper." No, it's one piece. It's, it's, no, that big long one yeah, yeah, even yeah. on the bottom. Yeah, at the, it says shows the extra no, that's, tax. That's their extra, closing. That's their that's state the closing statement. Statement. Okay. The closing statement. disclosure says here. This is how much you have to wire. Yeah. This is how much you have wired. This is what your payment is going to be. This is your rate. It's 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 basic it's stuff. It's where it tells you the last month and the last year, your yeah. right. maturity date and all that. It's a nice and then, schedule. Uh, the best one is when they get their supplemental property taxes or yeah. when they get they get the actual property tax bill when it's impound. They go, well, why do I have to pay this? Well, you don't no, have to pay it. It's it impounded. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. It says it's I a bill. A bill. <laughs> it's like, no, listen, they're going to take it out on the 10th or today is actually the 12th. So if 5 p.m. today you didn't pay your property taxes, you're delinquent. Uh, Uh-oh. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Public service now. I got compound, bro. I'm cool. Impound. Compound. Impound. Compound. You wish it was <laughs> compound. Just compost. Compost. <laughs> compost. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 there's, there's people that they don't grasp it, and you got to make sure you educate them properly. You explain well, not just them. educate them, but um, for those that are on the buy-down things, please keep track of the loan payment you're making because... I feel you're going to have to tell the mortgage service. They're going to say, why are you sending us a lower payment? You have to pay us X. But you have to show them, look, I'm in the buy-down program. I signed up to be 2% lower the first year because on the back end, they're going to be confused. Okay, So just keep track of your payments and show them that you're in that buy-down loan. Pro- lo- so, loan so what do you think the trajectory is or your forecast over the next, let's say, two to three years as far as the market goes with um, considering the SBA, the PPP, the EDD, you know, the IDL, all these different issues that are boiling yeah, out there. I mean, look, I mean, every time I Inflation. see someone um, like these uh, economists giving a forecast, look, we're just human beings. So my opinion means nothing. I have no idea what the hell is going to happen. So, but there are problems that are brewing and maybe these problems will just go away and they'll solve itself and, you know, and I'll be wrong. How, like the student loan debt? Can we right. talk <laughs> about the student loan? We'll get to that as well. Wait, wait. So, but Ed John Merlin, boy. <laughs> but we'll shift it down. Ed, whatever comment he sees, he just wants to jump in that topic. Yeah, dog, I mean, yeah. that's no, but I mean, uh, all my student loans are. There's um, there's just a lot that's brewing. So, um, from if you were to ask me my my opinion, I would say this is going to be off topic, but the commercial real estate market is really struggling. Yeah. So. Um, because there's a lot of these empty buildings. There are law firms in these huge high-rises in downtown that it was th- it's three floors of uh, that's occupied by one law firm. Because everyone's working from home, they've downgraded to one and a half floors. So these office buildings are empty, and they got owners, they got mortgages to pay as well. So I believe the, the commercial real estate market's going to have a big adjustment. And it is adjusting uh, right now. Yeah, it's, but, it's but I'm scary. hearing from so many people that, for example, have a lease and they're like, yeah, my, my landlord just renewed it and increased my rent by 50%. Mine too. I'm like, yeah. how is that possible? Knowing that it's very unlikely they're going to rent it out, why would they increase a current tenant that's been paying for 10 years by 50%? Yeah. I mean, well, each building is different. Like the building I'm at, uh, 450 North Brand, 
Um, it's a highly desired building, so they have a very low vacancy rate. Even now? Even now. So because Which one are you at? 450? 450. South of... Do- oh, I know where you're at. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's right by the 24-hour fitness. So. You know which another one's high, uh, high demand? 500 and 501 yes. North Brand. Never a vacancy there. Right. Why? What's the difference between 450 and 330? No, no, no. Because 330 Those is empty. 330 is um, the... You're in the IHOP building, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 330 is like a block or two. Well, no, one block below you or towards Kenneth. Oh, yeah. That's always, it's it's like empty. South of the boulevard is where everybody wants to be. I bet it's a one block difference between 450 and 330. It's one block. I know, but I'm saying south of the boulevard, south of Doran is where everybody wants to be. Yeah, this is south of Doran. Is it? 430, you said? 330. Doran. Sorry, I'm uh, laughing at the pronunciation. (laughs) Well, how would you pronounce it? I don't know, like uh, Duran. Doran. Doran. Duran. Doran. 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 Yeah. By the way, I I keep on, I've been to um, the corner market twice. Twice. Um, So... uh, it's because of people like him. It takes yeah. us thirty minutes to get it's a, a sandwich. sandwich, isn't it? No, I no. It's it's great. <laughs> no, it's, we're saying that because we gotta wait thirty minutes for a sandwich now. No, I. I it used to be ten minutes. Not even ten minutes. It's really good sandwiches. If you haven't tried the the is it the prime rib pastrami, pastrami. at Corner Market? Yeah, you go. That was I, I kind of feel you guys have like an ownership interest uh, or like a kickback. But um, <laughs> well, how do you think this whole thing yeah. operates? <laughs> No, it's always and then but once I saw the picture, I'm like, I gotta go. Yeah, it's delicious. Um, but no, I mean, it's it's. I think it's just like a kind of, like we said, it's a supply and demand thing. Yeah. And the, besides that, the buildings are very well kept as well. And also, I'm not going to lie, once you have a couple of like connections there, as far as like a floor with a bunch of attorneys or a floor yeah. with architects, engineers, and they work together, they bring in their well, colleagues. My, my yeah. neighbor has a cafe at, I want to say it's Century City in two of the high rises there on the first floor. Century City is known for right. you know yeah. having the biggest law firms, even probably bigger right. than downtown LA. Yeah. Oh yeah. Two years, his business is down by ninety percent. Have you noticed they don't bring rent prices down on those? The commercial, they'll leave it empty for years, yeah. but they will not bring the price. Well, down. it all depends on when they bought it as well. If it's an old owner, yeah, they'll leave it vacant. They don't. They, they'll take they'll it. They'll leave it empty. But if it's a new owner, you'll see you'll see slash downs. But who owns all those buildings? Chinese. You want me to pull up title? Blackstone. Chinese. Chicago Blackstone. Vanguard. China. Manny Koshbean. You know what's funny? There was there was a commercial lease I was doing on one of the buildings on brand. I'm not going to say which one it was, but we were we were going to our floor and we got off one of the floors and Adrian was like, come here, come here, I want to show you something. And we got off one of the floors and we were walking through the hallway this is in Glendale, bro. Chinese writing, Chinese writing, Chinese writing, Chinese writing, Chinese writing throughout the entire floor. And I was like, what is this, bro? I'm like, and none of them is being used. You know and he right? goes, he goes, bro, they're all vacant. Wow. I'm like, are you serious? He goes, all, all we get is basically just a, a box of letters. And we go and we just put it at the door. And magically, like the next day, that box is gone. Damn. And I'm like, Keep selling yeah. stuff to China. Minelli says, I used to work on the 37th floor of Paul Hastings building in downtown LA. Um, firms are definitely pushing employees back into the office. And if you refuse, they essentially slowly push you out. Yeah. Which I hope that's what they, they need to do that. Yeah, Just we, like we Elon gotta, Musk. We you know, go back. Yeah. 
I mean, what's this work from home bullshit? I don't understand. Right. Like, yeah, for very very few areas, it's 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 acceptable, maybe even preferred. But most cases, I mean, people procrastinate, you, man. You got to be in an office environment right. that that. The, the the morale of the office just you know energy yeah the energy it's completely different than being at home and yeah I, uh, I I can't work from home I mean I have a separate office and yeah it doesn't um, work I just can't I mean once my daughter hears my voice it's it's over yeah. you know da da you know but um <laughs> like no like when I'm home the kids are overrated mindset. anyways man <laughs> how dare you say that don't ever me. say that again bro yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, inside joke. <laughs> Push the blue button. Yeah, I said the blue button. This is the blue okay, one. Okay, turquoise. Blue. Yeah. Teal, teal. Hector, believe it or not, this is water. It's not whiskey. Yeah. Whiskey, I prefer to show it off See, if, it's, if I'm drinking it. Uh, what's the other sound effects? I'm just I mean, what do you, Why don't you set, love you, let's go ahead. Let's just don't don't push this one. This one's the most this annoying one. This very annoying. Right. Okay. Just try the rest. It's the it's big fun. red button. Nobody um, all right, let's Choose. try this one. This is, uh, hey, will you dance with me? No. <laughs> that, that is dancing, but it sounds like different type yeah. of dancing. Try another one. <laughs> um, this is what I sound like when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> there you go. Until you've had your arrogant coffee. cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. What, what would you call your coffee brand? Arrogante? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I would call it dark roast. I mean, coffee no, no, has no, to be dark the, roast. But the brand, the brand. The brand, brand I, I that sounds know. racist, dark no, roast. No, I'm not going to call it Sevan. Um because people will call it seven. You know, I'm so fucking annoyed. Sorry, that's my second cuss word. I apologize. Seven. I've been called seven all my damn life. I mean, I don't understand this. I'm when they at graduation. You know, seven. <laughs> no, they say no. They're looking at it, and then I'm like, I'm looking at them. You know, they're like looking on my and my family's in the stand. You know, and they're looking at seven Georgian. You know, I'm like. There's a Fair fucking A. This is your own <laughs> alphabet. You don't know how to write you know? seven Hold on. They say Georginian? They say there's Georginian. No, there's no E in front of the Bro, O. You're worried about Georginian? They call the guy seven. There's an A. There's yeah. no E there. I get it, but it, there's no E in front of the O for them to say George. Yeah. No, but they believe the 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 G is a soft oh, J, geez. so they say Georginian. So anyway. Um, but it, but if you spell, but going is spelled G-O-N, G-O-I-N-G. What is? Going. Going, yeah. So it's, it's like you could say Gors. Huh? It didn't make sense. They would say Georginian. As yeah, in do I get him off the stage? I well, then gay is spelled G-A-Y. You don't say J. <laughs> <laughs> you are J. The English language is, is, a, is, is as butchered as... Hey, you know. what are you, J? <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you seen that... <laughs> have you seen that one comedian where he does uh, you're a leftover have you seen that one comedian where he does the Hispanic accent where he says my parents when they speak Spanish where he goes he, my dad pronounces the CH as sh, and he pronounces the SH as ch so he goes so that is the knife sharp he goes no it's sharp <laughs> he goes so it's a CH no it's SH so it's sharp and then the CH was what was it um, cheap no no yeah, no you're yeah, cheap, you sheep. would say sheep. sheep. But the knife is sharp. My uh, daughter um, couldn't say, she, she loves that damn song, Baby Shark. Um, so on. we've all been through that damn she, song. She couldn't uh, say uh, sh, um, so she would say uh, fa, you know, so she would say, you know, Baby fuck. Fuck. no, it says dada, fuck, fuck, you know. <laughs> um, I'm like, like me and my wife and I are like, she's saying the F word, but she's trying to say shark, but she can't say it's a fuck. 
Um, finally, she's able to um, to say it. Uh, anyway. the, the joke of the house is gone, basically, at that point. Yeah. Um, oh, where, were, where were we going with all this? I have no idea. But Commercial market. Commercial market commercial is, commercial is in shambles. shambles. Right. Yeah. Um, look, like you said, there's there's a lot brewing. The market, people's finances. I mean, if you look at the average savings and all that, I know we we don't we think L.A. especially Glendale, you know, Burbank is immune to everything. But no, it's not. There's it not? A, I mean, uh, look, no, I, it's I not. Hope, it's, um, it's not immune. It's just obviously. The, Better dro- off the drop is going to be less than it is in Detroit or, you know, yeah. uh, even, let's say, Santa Cruz. Maybe not Santa Cruz these days. because Las Vegas is doing pretty bad. Guys. Las Vegas is bad. Yeah. Um, you know, the average recovered. listing, if it was sold in seven days now, it's taking 70 days or whatnot. I mean, it's... The a, tourism hasn't recovered the same as well, and that's a... Oh, that's not no, true. No, no, that's tourism not true. has recovered. Not man. to the same extent. Albert, the, Albert, come on, man. We were Go discuss- look at people are not gambling the way We were discussing to, this with Ani when she was here. Um, she, she shared the statistics. I don't remember it specifically, but as far as the numbers go with, with some of the hotels, it's, it's, it's doing much better than it did even pre-pandemic. Yeah, because everybody was like, in a dry spell with no casinos, no Vegas. Right. All of a sudden, Vegas opens up. What does everybody do? Book a room. They go gamble. I, I think the clientele in uh, Vegas has also changed because the free COVID money is over. So, um, it's. Uh, I think that's changed. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, see, r- as far as retail is concerned, retail was in- impacted big time. Yeah. Restaurants were able to save, uh, save themselves a lot because of you know, the deliveries and, you know, the pickups and all that stuff. Uh, and then as far as offices, those were impacted big time right. as well because of working from home. Um, again, I, I really think, and you know, Armand was saying it as well. I really think that offices should start requiring people to come back into work because of, just, you know, procrastination, uh, the work environment, the office environment. You can't get work done at home. I mean, I don't care who you are. I mean, it's it's just not the same. You, you're distracted more. You're able to take more breaks. You're not as efficient when you're working. It, it's just not the same. I don't care who well, you are. I mean, look, but we also have a labor shortage. So as an employer, if you're going to pound the table, you know, get your ass back in the office. Well, that's the problem. Nobody wants to work, Seth. No, I understand. I but you're, you're going to get, get a big middle finger saying, you want me in the office? Screw you. I'm going to go work at all And they state. get something you know? even so, better. Right. So mm-hmm. as an employer, like, yeah, I can pound my and say get back in the office they're going to say no i'm going to go work somewhere else where, where's i don't understand this labor shortage where are these yeah. people working nobody it's, can answer that question no, where, how yeah. are they surviving yeah it was interesting i was looking i was watching this a wall street journal article and uh, the lady explained it and i and i i listened to her but i still don't know what she said you know um i mean it sounds funny because i'm like okay she's going to explain like where did these people go i think it's just a it's a general it was a shift in <laughs> Um, where the labor forces went, um, but honestly, I, I heard her explain, and I couldn't figure out like so like, like where did all the people? I go? heard one from a liberal recently. Well, we have a shortage at the WalMarts and the Targets because they were in the first line during COVID. A lot of these employees passed away from COVID. That's why we have a shortage of no. employees. Yeah, of course, all the essential workers. 
who <laughs> had to work have majority have passed on. Yeah, I'll but share they, it but they voted Democrat. I'll share this with you guys <laughs> very soon. That's funny. Though. No, it's, uh, I mean, the other day Walmart was saying they lost, I think it was $3 billion yeah. on just robberies. Right. And they're looking to close down quite a few of their stores now. Because um, of profit losses or because of robberies as far be as like they don't want to deal with it? Or anymore. a combination of both, maybe. No, no, no. Well, they're losing money because the so items people are... People just walk yeah, out with the items, bro. the items. So yeah. um, they're, they're looking at closing down quite a few stores. They didn't give a number, but said, you know. See, I mean, do you know how <coughs> the Burbank Walmart, when it opened up, it was the great indoors, right? Yes. Like when the grading doors shut right. down, you're like, what is going to replace this place? It has to be like a Home Depot. Well, Walmart or was something. trying to go there for years. Burbank wouldn't allow yeah, it. Yeah, wouldn't allow it. Right. Now, could you imagine, like, forget Burbank for a second, an area where Walmart is more desirable and, you know, the Victorville. Wherever, wherever it is, where people enjoy shopping at Walmart and they like the products there. If that thing shuts down, what are you going to replace it with? What makes you think people in Burbank don't enjoy Walmart? Have you been there? No, no, no. no. I'm saying busy. I'm saying an area where people literally it's it's a it's what did they call it the one stop shop. Yes, if you remember the statistic that I've shared several times is ninety percent of the U.S. population, right, which is about three hundred million people, is within fifteen miles of a Walmart. You know how many times I've stepped into that Walmart? Maybe like four times. Burbank. Yeah. And I think I, out of the four times I've stepped in there, I've bought something twice. No, I've, I I go there very frequently because they have probably the largest selection of toys. Yeah, they do. So that's why I. I mean, my kids, there. bro, like arts and crafts. Is no, I go. I'll go to. Toys. I'll go to either Target for toys, or I'll go. You know, online and I'll buy stuff. I mean, Target I, I is just not, Target's existence is no, just kids, so Walmart. Kids love to. I don't doesn't know. Doesn't go into Monopoly. My kids <laughs> love to go pick their own new truck and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. that's it's an activity for them. And then he picks <laughs> up his little yeah. toys too. I I could I I've had bad experiences at the Walmart. That's why I refuse to go there. It's, I don't know, man. It was just. It was it was it was Edgar Edgar's Sorry, first show. Uh, it's just I, I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't enjoy my shopping experience there. Yeah. Well, it's it, it definitely is different. But then Burbank is no like go to the one in uh, on Roscoe. Oh yeah, I'm sure. See, like that's like you feel like you're so, you're in I don't know some some other country. So imagine <laughs> imagine if that shuts down. What would you what else would you put there? Imagine there's so many robberies what, there. What well, Kmart shut down in Burbank? What's right. there? Nothing. Nothing. It's been empty. And, and then you, the one in the the one in LA shut down as well. And it's are, been empty for how many years? What are they going to build another residential building? Oh, man. I don't know. Sam is right. You know, Walmart is the biggest small business assassin, but and that's why Burbank did not want Walmart here. It was because a due to the traffic. So the traffic was resolved by pretty much rebuilding all the. Bridges and right. the freeway exist yeah, just but for it's Walmart. Still, it's still a two-lane entrance to the Empire Center. Yeah, yeah, Empire Center is, but but that whole Burbank exit, man, that's that's it's beautiful, a whole different animal. That's but like, it, to enter the Empire Center, yeah. it's still a two-lane entrance. Um, it always gets backed up there. I don't care what time of day it is; it's just always backed up. Argin <laughs> <Arguing> says, <laughs> "Go ahead." Finally, Charmassi on the show. You're Charmassi? Oh, hey, Argan. Yeah. What is Char? Uh, How do you know Argan? Oh, you guys went to school together, too. Yeah, no, we're uh, related. You're related. His uh, sister. Wait, is it the same one? Harapetian. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's correct. I went to high school with him yeah. and his, middle school. His um, sister is my sister in law. Oh, Hanami. His sister is your sister. Yeah, we're Hanamis. Oh. There you go. Yeah. 
We haven't covered before we get into trust and estate planning. And Harai stuff. was saying thank you guys for the uh, quarter market shout out. I'll be there tomorrow or maybe Wednesday. Right? Wednesday he gets fresh bread. So Wednesday most probably. So I you know. actually asked the dates on the bread too, bro? It's yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah. All right. Next time I'm cutting in line, bro. All right. It's really good I, sandwiches. I, I, <laughs> I actually i am surprised that you they made you wait, man. Not everywhere you. I think they just. Hope doesn't wait everywhere. I gotta get it with the rye bread. They just wanted me to be within the vicinity too. Oh, just bringing in more customers. They intentionally made me wait. Yeah. Very cool. (laughs) Very good idea. Good job, right? Let's talk about the student loan forgiveness, guys. You want to do student loan forgiveness, or you want to do it? There were a couple questions about that because I. Okay. That that's not a long topic, right? No, it's not. But we should cover definitely. It's not. It's not going away. There you go. It's not going away. Meaning. What about the, the student forgiveness? loans are not being forgiven? I mean, we're talking about ten thousand dollars forgiveness, and people, that's people have a hundred thousand dollars, yeah, know, minimum. So. But even the forgiveness, like I was looking for one of my employees, for example, for nurses, it's like, well, you you have to have worked for a government agency and done yeah. this and that. It's like, well, none of my nurses qualify for that. So, or be part of a VA program. It's the qualifications are in in, in a way where I'm gonna uh, pull up something. Who, who would qualify for that? Um, give me one second. Let me pull up something. Uh, While you're pulling that up, you know, <laughs> the Biden administration is who basically brought up the whole loan for student loan forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was jumping for joy. They were saying, "Thank you, President Biden. Look what he did." Blah 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 blah. And then when you read the you know the fine print. And you found out that in order to do it, you got to be as skillful as Siegfried and Roy with t- tigers. <laughs> then you realize that, oh, oh, well, that's politics for you. They all lie to get into office. Uh, all of them. There, there you go. I guess your, uh, your, your dead grandpa who voted for Biden, you know, really did justice for us. Argin's right. We also went to Harvard together. Harvard? Was it Harvard <laughs> and Glendale or Central? Which... <laughs> Harvard Night School. <laughs> I can't. I can't find the article. There was. There was an article I read in uh, talking about student loan forgiveness um, in 2018. I remember it was a New York Times article. I was trying to pull it up. Um, where under uh, Obama's program, if you went to and you you worked somewhere that was a public benefit, like a uh, you know like legal aid society, something like that. So um, somewhere that's like a public. Rel- Public aid Relief. society, etc. So, um, if you work there for ten years, then any balance you have would have been forgiven. So, but you have to have continuously worked at a public uh, facility for ten years. So, again, like a legal aid society or public NGO in a sense, right? Something like that. And then, um, so that was in two thousand eight. And then in two thousand eighteen, ten years later, the New York Times posted an article, um, and it's really sad. The article said, after 10 years, a lot of people applied to get forgiveness, saying, hey, it's been 10 years, I've been, you know, I did my time. And it said something along the lines of 2% of the applications were approved. That's it. 2%. So imagine you're in that thing. You you apply like, hey, finally, it's been 10 years, can you forgive? No, so that person might have stayed at that job just to right. get that forgiven to give it now because once they find a little loophole because every year you had to recertify 
I'm still at uh, you know public council or somewhere. If you transfer somewhere else, you got to recertify this and that. So once they found a little loophole, and then you still continue to work there, saying, "Oh, but remember six years ago you didn't recertify, so no, you don't apply." It was a really unfortunate article. It was uh, in the in the New York Times. So less than two, uh, about two percent. So in those ten years, these individuals could have worked at a private uh, institution and earned a lot more money, but they worked somewhere to get less pay with the hope of getting uh, their loans forgiven. So it's pretty unfortunate. As an employer, is it legal for me to offer to pay somebody's student loan if they work for me for X amount of sure. years? Sure, why not? Of course. That's a great fringe benefit. Um, so, and um, yeah, I mean, if you want to hire, you know, good employees, you could say we will cover 4% of your loan payment too, whatever. So, Aren't there even so hospitals or hospices or, you know, you know, uh, for programs they offer it like where they offer yeah, nurses or whoever to if they continue their education and get an NP or become a you know some sort of what's, yeah, after, what's after an NP it's uh what ND no 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 there's something else that uh, they're F- not an MDMD but they're F- oh, there's uh, FMP yeah yeah FMP FMP physician's assistant yeah 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 no 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 there's that's the one I think you're saying it FNP right so like for example whatever it is NP FMP where they sign a deal with you to say if you if you go further your education, the hospital will pay for it, but you have to work X amount of years well, for the com- three years. Companies after have graduate. been paying for an MBA yeah, program see, that, forever. I think yeah. I think that's a great it is. But it's, in this case, what I'm saying is, for example, because there's a quote unquote labor shortage, right? To attract even any talent to because an RM program is could be depending on if it's a uh, community college or private, private, anywhere from thirty to one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh shit. So, yeah. even at one sixty, sometimes it's worth it to say, you know, if you work for me, let's say, you know, DNP. DNP. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah, different yeah. MPs. F, F, yeah. F and I don't know what F. Yeah. DNP. It, I remember. Yeah. DNP. Yeah, it's, it's it's family nurse practitioners. There FNP. you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's FNP. DNP um, is doctor and nurse practitioner. And God bless nurses. Anyway, like to offer, uh, to say, you know, we'll, we'll pay 50% of your student loan if you work for six years. After your sixth year anniversary, we'll pay. Right. Lump sum, 50%. Yeah. It's and a, student it's loans. It's worth it, technically. It's worth, if, we, if you're going to retain an employee for six years, it's definitely worth it. And student it, loans, yeah. whether you file for bankruptcy, doesn't matter what it is, it follows you no matter what, right? Right. So I'll, I'll talk about how it is in, uh, in the bankruptcy realm, but essentially... Why it is difficult to get rid of student loans is because these types of loans come from a, a pot of money that Congress allocated for students. Okay, so imagine I have a pot of money, you know, there's $2 trillion in here. One generation comes, we give all the loans. Uh-huh. We need these people to give back the loans so this pot is replenished. So the next generation, your kids, I could say, okay, good, we still have money, then you can go. But if we let these loans, be able to easily be discharged in a bankruptcy or don't pay it or be forgiven, then people are not replenishing the pot. So the pot is empty for the next generation. So understanding that, that's why it's difficult to get rid of them. Um, but within a bankruptcy realm, it is possible, but it's very difficult. And um, this is with private with private yeah, loans as well? Like- private, private loans are easier to discharge in a bankruptcy. Now, you might say, well, how do I know the difference? If you if you look at the loan document, if it says Department of Treasury, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Department of Education, um, it's coming from the federal government. Those are Sally, real. Sally Mays. 
and all right. that stuff. Those are real student loans. But a lot of, a lot of loans are not federally backed loans. They're given by a bank. Just because your school gave you the loan, that doesn't make it a student loan because it could be a, a cosmetology school on Ventura Boulevard. They don't get funding from the Department of, uh, Department of yeah. Education. So they go to Wells Fargo saying, we got to give our kids student loans. Wells Fargo says, fine, have them apply, we'll give it to them. On the application or on the top, it says this is a student loan. Just because they say it is, it's not a real, it's, it's just another personal loan. So those are easier to discharge in a so bank. So anything that's a private institution, whether it's like Great Lakes or Wells Fargo, right. Bank of America, it doesn't matter what it is, those are a little bit easier during, during bankruptcy. But as far as anything with the Treasury or Sally May, government funded, forget about it. Right. So, and uh, you just have to see who, like, where the loan came from. So, like, Great Lakes, Sally May, those are just servicers. Um, or, like, Navient, they, they just service the loan. But on the loan itself, it'll say... But isn't Sally May, like, the Freddie Mac of the mortgage Yeah, industry? that's what I it thought is, as well. Yeah, no, it is. But they service the loan. But they, don't they fund it? Yeah, yeah. Well, they fund Freddie it. Freddie Mac funds it. They fund it. But the loan comes from the Department of Education. Mm. So, because yeah, from what I understood was like Fannie and Freddie were like on the yeah. on the loan end, and then Sally Mae, which you know you kind of uh, who the hell comes up with those names? Or do they <laughs> mean pretty, something? But pretty, I have no idea. But they're very funny names. Yeah, for <laughs> like like Freddie Mac. I, I'm sure it means something. Of I'm sure it has to. It's kind of like Baskin Robbins, Hagen Dawes, Ben and Jerry, Freddie Mac, <laughs> Sally Mae, Salt and Straw, McNuggets. It's McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> McNuggets. McRib oh. sandwich. McRib, sa- McRib sandwich. Oh. McFlurry. <laughs> yeah. McFlurry. That's McGriddle. At, that's at Foster's. McFlurry. McFlurry? No, McFlurry's McGriddle? McDonald's, man. Does oh, right. McGriddle still exist? Or no? McGriddle? That is the best breakfast sandwich McDonald's provides. McGriddle. Here we go. Food talk. <laughs> Come on, pick a right <laughs> one, bro. Right no, one. it's the right one. It's the right one. Matt, thanks for reminding me. Guys, like, share the episode don't be shy and if you're not subscribed go ahead and click the subscribe button hit the bell and select all don't be shy do it share, now share do it the now. love we don't bite spread the love Hard. share the love yeah, yeah all you undercover wisens <laughs> if there's any questions i can answer um no levy saying everybody's just everybody's saying trust questions trust we, questions trust yeah questions. we covered trust in the states levy you're late. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who, who is Levick? Um, Levick is... Uh, follower. He's, he's from also Vegas. I like Levick. He went to school with Argin and I as well. Okay. He didn't get accepted to Harvard, but only Argin and I did. But Where did Levick go? GCC. Pasadena College. <laughs> PCC. <laughs> all right. You guys want to jump into trusts, estate planning, all that? Well, bankruptcy. We're done with bankruptcy? I mean, uh, ask me about bankruptcy. I mean, I know last time we, you guys talked about it, but can we talk about the different types of bankruptcies? Like the seven like and the, the one 11. Trump did. Yeah. Versus the one Hakopik does. Yeah. Like, what are <laughs> those <Van> different <laughs> options and which one covers what? Sure. Um, there are essentially, think about it as two separate types of bankruptcies. There is um, liquidation and then there's the repayment. Okay. Here's the easiest way to think about it. Um, bankruptcy law actually stems from the Constitution, okay, which is one of the rare areas of law that actually comes from the Constitution itself. Um, so the, the idea is, and this is what makes America one of the greatest countries. Um, one of? <laughs> don't, 
yeah, there's other great countries too, but this like, is the greatest. Which, which one is the other greatest? Uh, okay, okay, okay. We just wanted to make sure. Sweet. We just wanted to make sure. No, he, he, he corrected himself. Oh. The greatest country. This is the greatest country. <laughs> one of the greatest. <laughs> it is one of the. Is that a. It is, it is the greatest. I, I, in it my is opinion, the it greatest is country. I think all three of us. Thanks for fixing it. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, um, it's, it's racist what we're saying, but you know, no, so it's okay. No, but the idea that we can forgive people um, for their debts is a big, big benefit. Um, a lot of a lot of my bankruptcy clients, it's, it's, a, it's exceptionally sad because whenever they call me, I, I kind of feel like the um, the white knight in shining armor, you know, except except for the body. I don't know. I don't have the body of the white <laughs> and um, the horse. You know, I kind of look like the horse, but uh, <laughs> um, anyway. So when they call me, they have really high anxiety and they're kind of worried. Like, am I going to lose my house, etc. So um, it is the greatest country that we allow people to get rid of their debts. And here's the main difference between the different types of bankruptcies: is we want to let you relieve your debts, but we kind of have to balance it on the other side that we can't let you have a lot of assets as well okay so we want to let you keep a lot of things so you can go to work and live okay so you're not a burden to society you're not homeless but then again we can't let you keep three porsches that also is not fair so porsches porsches oh my god sorry come on was that you at starbucks (laughs) um but if you i'll give you a good example so if you you can keep a house you keep your clothes keep your jewelry Keep your car, etc. But One they have car. limits, right? But they have limits, so you can you can keep some of your assets. Now, if you exceed that limit, you would go on a repayment plan. So if you come to me saying I have fifty thousand dollars in credit cards, um, but I have five Ferraris, okay, um, I'll tell you that if you do a Chapter Seven bankruptcy, that's a liquidation, meaning you get to keep one Ferrari to go to work and live. The other four, it's excess. So the court will take it, sell it to pay your creditors. Now, if you tell me, I what want to happens keep- if they sell it for more than fifty thousand euros? Right. Well, they're not going to sell all of it. They'll sell. They'll sell only what is necessary to pay the claims. Um, but if you tell me, look, I want to keep all five Ferraris, I'll say, okay. Well, then, in exchange, you got to go on a repayment plan. You get to keep it, but you're going to have to pay your creditors back at least fifty percent, seventy-five percent. So that amount we can determine. But that's the main difference. So most people have one home, okay? And um, you get to keep your home, and there's a amount of equity in the house you get to protect. What's that amount? Higher. So the, the amount of the equity you get to protect, um, it was about $100,000. Now it's $600,000. So that's you, for the couple or per person? Uh, per person. Per person filing, Okay. So if a oh, couple wow. if a couple files, it's still six hundred. It's actually six twenty six. So as an example, if you have a million dollar house in Glendale, okay, which is probably like a one bedroom condo on Kenneth, um, <laughs> it's if it's one million dollars, but you have a four hundred thousand dollar loan on it, there's six hundred thousand dollars of equity. So you get to keep your house. No one's going to take it because you're within that realm. But if you tell me I also have an investment property in Panorama City, well now you're over that limit. So now we got to put you in a repayment plan. Otherwise, you're going to lose your panorama property. So it, it all depends on the number of assets and also income. So um, anyway, so that's the main difference. So hold on. Let me ask you this. Let's say your average Joe builds up a bunch of credit card debt. Let's 
make it a round number. Let's call it, I don't know, 100000 Sure. $100,000 in, in credit card debt. They own one home. They own two cars. I'm sorry. They don't even own the cars. The cars are on a lease. They, they, ha- they don't even own the cars. So they have a home. They have a mortgage on there. Living your, you know, average Joe life. Right. Um, Still wearing the Balenciaga shirt. Yeah. Oh, geez. God forbid. But, uh, you know, you know, times are tough. They can't pay the credit cards anymore. They call you and say, hey, listen, I owe about $100,000 total in credit card debt to Visa, to MasterCard, American Express, all this stuff. But I just can't do it anymore. And we're, you know, we're living paycheck to paycheck because of the debt we've accumulated. Right. And I don't even own the cars. What happens then? As far as with their home and how, how does the process for that begin? Sure. I mean, if they're behind in their payments, they'll call me. I'll tell them, look, if you're thinking about filing bankruptcy, stop making all the payments to the credit cards. Okay. Because if you're going to discharge them in a bankruptcy, then don't pay them another dime. Okay. okay. So the process is simple. My office is, has a very streamlined process. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to my paralegal, Ani. I would, I, I owe a lot to her. So um, the process is pretty simple. It's a 90-day process in a Chapter 7 bankruptcy from start to finish. So you have to take these online credit counseling classes. It's just kind of like a traffic school. It's like these, like a bullshit class, okay, at the end of the day. you got to do the uh, credit counseling class, and you have to attend a quick interview by telephone with a case manager called a trustee. That's pretty much it. And, and I'm there with my clients throughout the way. Once you go through the whole process, you reach the 90 days, you're, you're done, you get your discharge order, that 100000 on credit cards is gone, you move on, you get to keep your house and your cars. Um, there's a lot that happens during the process, including dealing with the credit card companies. Now, you use the good, uh, good word, um, which is uh, rack up, okay? So for most of the calls I get, um, if you intentionally rack up your credit card debt, and if it looks excessive, um, it could be a problem because banks are not stupid. So the bank sends the, the bankruptcy notice to one of their, you know, people down the hall saying, you know, uh, take a look at Armon's uh, credit card statement. See if you see any activity that's fraudulent. Yeah. So if they see, you know, Apple purchases and Balenciaga and Gucci, whatever, within the last month, they're going to say, no, we're going to try to block this person's bankruptcy. So um, credit card fraud does not work in a bankruptcy, but there is a way to get rid of them um, regardless. So... Um, that's kind of the process. It's a 90-day process. Um, alternatively, in a Chapter 11 or 13, which is a repayment plan, those can be anywhere between three to five years. So you're going to make some payments back, but you get to keep all your assets too. So that's pretty much. And then uh, as far as on on, an, on a LLC or on a corporate end, I mean, obviously, this is probably one of the last right. ones we'll talk about as far as BK before we get into trusts and stuff. But as far as a corporation or uh, LLC, where again you rack up debt um, to pay payrolls. The PPP wasn't enough. You have SBA right. loans, all this stuff, and you know what? You go, okay, you know what? We're going, we're going belly under. You know, we want to file for bankruptcy, but we don't want to shut the company down. We want to continue to operate. What are the steps there? Yeah, whenever there's a business involved, the first question I ask is, <coughs> did you personally guarantee any of the business debts? So let's say Wise Nuts is a corporation. Okay. Um, and, you know, you come to me and I say, okay, Arno, you want to file bankruptcy um, for Wise Nuts. I'll ask you, did you, do you have any personal guarantees on the debt? Did you sign with the landlord personally? Because if Wise Nuts closes, are they going to come after you? So if the answer is no, I didn't sign any personal guarantees, I'm not tied to it, then fine. 
maybe we don't even have to do a bankruptcy for Wise Nuts at all, God forbid. Um, but you could just dissolve the company mm-hmm. um, and close the business, close the bank accounts, and it's gone. Well, that's, what, that's, what, that's, that's what I was money. saying. I was saying, what if right. you don't want to shut the company down? You just want to want a, a reset button. Yeah, then you can do... Um, Sure. If you don't want to cut it, uh, shut it down, you could do a reorganization. That's a Chapter 11 bankruptcy. There we go. That's okay, what that's was what rusted. And essentially what a Chapter 11 does is I always try to um, put in a perspective like a Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. So it's, look, this Rubik's Cube, the business looks a little, little uh, bad, but you're, you'll be given five years of breathing room to reorganize and put this business back together. No one's going to call you. No one's going to sue you. You won't be evicted. And you won't have to pay all of your debts back. You'll only pay, let's say... It's going to make up a number 20% back in the five years. Once you get towards, you, you finish five years. The mic. Once you get back to the, once you finish the five-year plan, the other 80% of debts are forgiven for Wise Nuts, and then the business survives, and then you move on. During the process, the business continues to operate. And then how many years does it stay on your credit? Um, it could be on there between seven to 10 years. And okay, a possibility so. to remove it sooner? Yeah, there is, um, look, there are very smart credit repair uh, people that I, I'm, you know, I follow online, and uh, most of them have told me they can remove it. I don't know how it could be removed. Um, you know, people would need to speak to them, but um, it can be removed because uh, that's what they've told me. But it's typically on there now. It's also how long is it on there? Between seven to ten years. So you know, it doesn't matter whether it's seven or right. 11 it doesn't matter. Or Thirteen. Or and and look, it's people think, oh my god, my life is over once I file bankruptcy. No, it's not. It's actually it's counterintuitive because. Once you file a bankruptcy and your debts are eliminated, you're actually less of a risk to Capital One because all your debts are gone and you cannot file bankruptcy again for another eight years. So if I'm Capital One and you got rid of your debts, That's I'm the more best than happy. To just give the money. I, to. I'm going to send you a credit right away because I got you for another eight years. Um, and uh, uh, I think it was I think it's Discover. Once my clients get a discharge in a bankruptcy, Discover sends them a, a IHOP a gift card. Saying, please apply for new credit. You know, congratulations on finishing the bankruptcy. Here's fifty dollars. Go to IHOP. So they're like, please reapply for more credit. Damn. So um, you can get a car. You know, you can qualify for a home after two years. So, um, so what so, happens? Like Discovery, where does Discovery get that money back from? No, they don't. They just charge it off on their. They charge um, it off. Yeah, just, just write it so off write as it a off. loss, and that's right. It. So, it's, so it's actually a benefit to them. They're like, to well, them, uh, yeah. forget it. You know, who so do you write it off to? You just write it off. Yeah. yeah, but who does it go to? You, just, you just write it off. Levick, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not sure what you mean by FICO is needed for the poor because, huh? I mean, you bought a house, you bought a car, right? And you were proud of paying off your car four years early. And I'm sure they ran your credit give you the rate that they gave you based on your FICO score, right? Right. You need a you need a you need a FICO score to buy that apartment building or commercial building or yeah. units or whatever it is. You need a FICO <coughs> score. What do you mean it's for the poor? You know, you know actually the FICO score is different from a credit report. Um, the FICO score is a stupid algorithm that scans your credit report and then it gives you a score. Once the bankruptcy is over, because a lot of people are late, they have red boxes and your 90 days um, your credit score, your FICO score actually shoots up right after the bankruptcy because the mm-hmm. FICO score looks at the credit report. Now, now you went through bankruptcy. All the debts are zeroed out. It's it all looks even better. In it's, all, it's all green boxes. So your oh, FICO man. score goes up. So you can have a high FICO score despite filing bankruptcy. Yeah. I mean, and, and with, with the FICOs, as far as like, 
you know, Experian, TransUnion, and all that stuff. It's like, okay, why is it that each each and every single one of them have different numbers? Yeah, it's uh, it's based on who. Uh, yeah, I don't know how their number system works, but um, it's who reports it. Um, there's actually a lot of consumer law area, um, the the federal. Credit Reporting Act, FCRA. So if your credit report has something on there that's a negative mark that's not supposed to be on there, um, whoever's reporting it, Honda, whoever, um, they can be into a lot of trouble because essentially your credit report is your reputation. See, where did these guys come from, these three companies, that everybody's basically relying on them for... Right. Plus, when you run these a, are independent. When you companies. run a credit... Of course they are, just like yeah. the IRS. When, when you run Ooh. a company, I mean, when you run a credit, buying a home... The score is completely different than when you do an auto finance credit yep. score. Mm. Yeah. And it's, I'm assuming, different than when you do a consumer credit card type right. of score, too. When you do personal loans, it's different. When you do car loans, it's different. Home home line of credit is different. It's it's always, right. it's, numbers are always off. They're, I've never seen it where somebody goes and pulls credit with uh, for a car. They come and pull credit for a house. It's the same number. It's never the same. Right. Yeah. I recommend everyone to get onto Credit Karma and really monitor your credit. It's your reputation. Yeah, definitely. And it's free. Yeah. Levik, that whole idea of you're slave to the lab, uh, lender, yeah, send send us the video. We'll look at it. But I, I think I know what you're referring to. There's financial products out there, but majority of people don't qualify for such financial products because you have to initially have the money to underwrite it yourself to for you to become your own lender. You're not going to go out there buy a $600,000 home if you don't have 600000 plus already invested into one of those financial products that you can borrow against to what, buy the home cash, basically. What, finance yourself? Well, you know, there's there's a lot of financial products out there, kind of similar to when Paul Paul was on our show where we discussed, you know, how he puts so much money into his uh, life insurance policy that has a cash value, and then he borrows against it to buy his weekend cars and his vacation homes and all so that like right when you buy a house and you build equity and you pull a home uh you, you pull a heloc on your property basically okay. similar but not the same it's sim- but heloc is appreciated value this is appreciated value but it's also y- your own money you've put into it i see you know which which actually will you know this is a topic early next year i have a there's an expert that i, I want to invite on the show will he's going to break things down for especially People of different income ranges that, I mean, there's tremendous programs out Let's there. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll Let's discuss all that later. But Okay. Um, so, moral of the story is comfortably file a bankruptcy, do it with seven. Is it seven or seven? Which one is the... If they're walking into the office, whichever one. Chapter is seven. Chapter seven. Chapter is that why you went into bankruptcy law? Yeah. You're like, well, my name is seven. Everybody calls me seven. I'll do chapter seven. Is that is that my accent? Is that how I sound like? No, you don't. Everybody sounds like that yeah, when they yeah. come on the West. Well, they well, leave with that accent. When Armand Hopar is speaking for you, that's yes. the accent. When I yeah, when I do your an impression of you, you you, you become this Persian guy from. Yeah, Didin King. smash or no smash? I just had the image. You want me to smash it, or you will smash it? Oh, what are geez. we smashing there, sir? The the meat. <laughs> Who's meat? <laughs> I'm getting uncomfortable. Sorry, sir. You haven't been to Nurses Vanak. Oh no. Okay, never. so we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna have lunch there. We're gonna Did, have. Didn't it close? Come on, no. On man. a brand? 
No, 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 no. You're talking about Royal Winchester. That's, that's Royal. Well, you talked about DZ and Obgust, right? We're going to go have DZ Obgust there. I that's have Winchester and San Fernando. This is very similar to homemade. Oh, okay. You've been there probably. Isn't that Arat? No, 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 no. That's the place that got shot up. No, Maron is that's Roberta uh, and oh, San Fernando. Nice. Okay, we're gonna go. Out, we're gonna have lunch. That's Super King. Yeah, <laughs> in front of Super King. <laughs> that's Del Taco. <laughs> I went to Super King uh, like right before uh, Christmas Eve once. I uh, I was scared for my life. Were they, were they just in the parking? It's yeah, scary. Scary, and then they finally made the cucumbers like you know four pounds one dollar. I thought I was gonna like fucking get run over. Yeah, <laughs> those are the best when they. You want to you, you know what people will do for food when food runs out? Go to Super yeah. King when they have a sale on their cucumbers and their apples. They'll lunge over you to just, uh, just grab whatever insanity, they need to grab. Bro. Insanity. Could you imagine if they ran out of food? Yeah, well, we saw that. We saw that was people, toilet paper. No, lavash. Remember, there was no bread. Oh, man. Yeah, and then yeah. some people were hoarding 50 packs of lavash in their freezer, what? bro. Yeah, during the plan- pandemic. You forgot? Uh, I, I don't remember the bread. Yeah, I, I lavash. The and, yeah. Bro, lavash was thing. Lavash I have a family member bro, that was hoarding like 50 packs. You guys packs, don't remember? Bro. I posted yeah. a video. I had like 12 bags of lavash on my island. I was posting like a rapper video as if it's all cash. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife was actually like, don't post that. People are going to come rob us. <laughs> I think the best was the toilet paper, man. Toilet paper. I, I, that, I think that I still don't understand. I didn't either, but what tripped me out the most was, I think it was, it was Ed or Armand that went to, they went to a Ralph's. I think it was Armand. He went to a Ralph's and he said, bro, you got to go check out the, the, the one that I was doing a live video on? Yeah, it was the can, yeah, where the canned food was. Yeah. He goes, bro, you have to see it in person to believe it. The emptiness? It. The emptiness. And I was like, yeah, bro. no, man, it's not that bad. He goes, bro, you got to go look at it. It's like Venezuela. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. So I literally, I, I, I slapped on some, I, I slapped on my shoes, ran to the freaking, uh, ran to my car, drove to Ralph's. I walk into the aisle. Bro, I swear to God, it was like the yeah. apocalypse. I was like, what the hell's going on, bro? Strange. Like, there's no, there's no canned anything. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. You gonna open up a canned beans and just go to town on it? No, it was. But it was the meat backup. section was full. Was it? Yeah, man. Chicken, beef, everything. There I was, don't remember meat shortage. It was, it, yeah. it was the, it was the quote unquote non-perishable food. I mean, that's right. You didn't even buy into the whole sh- formula shortage. You thought that was bluff. Because well, He's we didn't have an issue with it, bro. Just because you don't have issue, Madam boy, doesn't mean. Hey, we are, we gave formula to. And besides that, oh, hold on, no, I can't, I can't say anything. Sorry, I, I was gonna say something, but are you guys having the third child? No, 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 no. Push mute, and I'll tell you what. Push what? Push the mute buttons, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Sorry, guys. I have to. I, I can't. I can't. The amount of price gouging there was going yeah. on, bro. That was crazy. This People selling gloves <laughs> for thirty bucks a pack. <laughs> yeah, I know. What about the COVID testing? People were selling COVID tests for yeah. like fifty dollars a box. But anyways, crazy shit. So let's jump into trusts yeah. and estates, um, because. Our friend Levick has been patiently waiting for one hour and 48 minutes and 17 seconds. Damn, has it been that long? Thank you for waiting. So, um, here's first, first question was, are you, because he lives in Vegas, are you able to put together trust and estate and all that for him? Or no, unfortunately not. Um, you got to go to Vegas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Sometimes Pristine, I don't think I'm licensed yeah. in California either. But yeah, you gotta go somewhere in uh, Vegas. <laughs> Have um, you checked? Yeah, um, I just paid the five hundred thirty-five dollar annual fee. Yeah, but but that's not bad. Yeah, uh, but I mean, in, in essence, um, the way I, I actually started my trust practice this year, I've always wanted to do it. Um, but since I hired a fabulous uh, paralegal at Open Up Time, and I'm, I was able to finally do it, so because I I kind of figured out a way to do it quicker and cheaper, because um, I really want to help the community. Because I see a lot of people losing their assets and through probate court. Um, you know, I, I remember speaking somewhere, and I said the following sentence uh, during my speech, and uh, there happened to be a probate judge sitting in the audience, and I told the crowd, I said, you know, in America, probate. Um, is the biggest scam in America. And then I remember the uh, probate judge later goes, oh, that was a great presentation. By the way, I'm a probate judge. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, good. I said, well, you know, it is because he thought I'm going to say, Ooh, I'm like, yeah, it's a complete scam. And here's why it's a scam. It's, 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 a, it's, it's designed in a way that the government wants to say what happens to your assets and who should it go to. I think a lot of people believe, hey, if I die, it goes to my wife, right? It goes to my kids. Yes, it does. But there's going to have to be an oversight body to ensure that it does go to your wife and, and your kids. And some of your debts, what I was speaking to about earlier, is before it goes to them, let's pay back people you owe money to before they get the asset. Um, so that's what probate is designed to do, is to ensure the transfer of assets to your next, uh, next of kin, essentially. So um, if I... If I have title, and I'm going to give you a two easy scenarios, and you'll understand the importance of a trust. Um, I had a lady uh, call me saying um, she was uh, selling her house, and she called me saying the title company is not letting me sell the house. The realtor says there's a problem. I'm like, okay, well, well what, what's going on? So she came to see me. Her husband was on title to the house. She's the wife. She was not on title. Only the husband was on title. The husband, unfortunately, was young. He was like in his mid-50s. He died of COVID. So she mourned. She went through that whole process. And then she wants to sell the house. And she's got kids. So the title company said, well, you can't sell it. And, she, and, and the way I explained to her, I said, is your name on the house? No, it's not. I said, how in the world can you sell something without your name being on it? You know? And she kind of thought about it. She's like, yeah, I can't. I'm like, yeah, you can't. Your name's not on it. You have to get your name on title. It says, but I'm the wife. I said, I believe you, but you're going to have to get your name on that document. So because they didn't have a trust, that the house had to go through probate court. The probate judge wearing a black robe, you know, I'm kind of, a, I'm, I'm simplifying it, but, you know, uh, yes, ma'am, approach. Okay, who are you? Oh, I'm Linda. You know, my husband died. Okay, let me see your marriage certificate. You know, I'm, I'll be funny. Oh, look at pictures. Okay, now I believe that you're the wife, and now I will authorize your name to go on title. Okay, now now go. That probate process to do that, to get the property out of the probate and your name on it, is a very expensive process. We're talking about, I think she spent well over fifteen grand, and it took about nine months. It took nine months for her to, to get her in front of a judge to say here this is right. during so, COVID. And and then they also have to give notice to all the the creditors of the deceased of the husband saying, by the way, is anyone owed money? And I'll talk about um, the medical recovery. So that's a complete scam. Another example was um, 
this young guy, you know, like he was like our age, came to me. His mom had died a long time ago. His dad recently died. He went to Chase Bank saying, hey, my dad died. Here's a death certificate. You know, um, can I take the money? And the banker said the same thing. How can I give you this $50,000? Your name is not on the account. It's my dad. Like, we believe you, but we can't give you that money. You know, so, and the dad had other assets, etc. So, again, the money would have to go through probate to go to the kids. So, what a trust does is essentially, I'll, I'll use this cup as an example. Actually, if you don't mind me handing me that box with that black uh, thingy on top um, and, and the box. So, the, uh, the uh, trust process is very easy. So let's say I own this house and it's this black bag. What a trust does is you create a box, okay? And you open up the box and you put your house in there. That's all a trust is. And I have now separated myself from my property. It's now sitting inside this box. While I am alive, I'm in control and the owner of this box, which means I'm in control of the crap inside this box. When I die, my wife is the surviving spouse. She controls this box. She can open it and sell the house, etc. But her name has to be on the trust. Right. Yeah, the so trust, both yeah. of our names will be on the trust. Once, the trust doors. Right. Once we both die, the trust closes. It becomes irrevocable. No one else can open this. And we have instructions that say when we die, everything goes to our kids. And you name what's called a successor trustee. We've named Armand. We really haven't. Don't get happy. We've named Armand as a successor trustee. You're going to take control of the box. Started tickling for a little you know? Yeah. He's going to read the instructions. Sevan wanted to give it to it to his kids. So he's going to open it up saying, here you go, kids. The property is yours. So this avoids the probate court process. So that's the importance of the trust. And you can put a lot of things inside this box. Now, can it be, sorry to interrupt you, but can it be as detailed as, because you hear, you know, you hear these stories of, for example, I have, whatever the assets are the kids can't sell it till they're 18 or 21 and then each of them can only take out ten thousand dollars until you get a master's degree until you get a this right. until you have that i That's mean part of you the can, trust you can get to that detail yes. right as far as how it's distributed yes look it's it's your property and you can do whatever you want okay i typically don't advise to put a lot of uh conditions because what if your kid doesn't want to go to college you're going to disinherit him because he wanted to go and be a software person and not go to college? No. So I usually tell people it's okay to put an age. I usually recommend 25. Don't put 18. I think 18-year-olds are morons. Okay? Yeah, definitely. So put it if 25. they went to college, 25-year-olds are bigger morons, <sighs> but yes. <laughs> so like, like, She's right. About super, super seniors. <laughs> like uh, super seniors. <laughs> so like 25 is a, is a good age, but... You can put any conditions you want. I had a lady who put a condition. She was a, she was a Jewish lady saying it has to go to my kid only if he marries a Jewish girl. Ooh, so, shit. And I, I told her, I said, look, um, that's fine. That's it's, it's your property. You can do whatever you want. Um, so, but I told her, I said, please tell your kid that, that those are your wishes. You know, just pass this like madness and then he marries someone else and on her deathbed. Yeah, you know, you're not getting it. How right? hard you is it to convert? <laughs> you're getting a house. She could always convert. That's true. Uh, one crazy one I had. Uh, well, I it's a it's going to be a future transaction, but the client that I have right now, um, when they die on the trust, it says that the property has to be sold through a Coldwell banker agent. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. And does it say the agent's name? Unfortunately, it doesn't say the agent's <laughs> name. We're working on that. And the commission amount. He will not 50, charge 50. less than three percent. One percent commission, and no kickback. So, what else <laughs> goes into a trust? I mean, we talk about cars, you like can put houses. Your car. 
House, weapons, bank accounts, anything with title typically, but anything not with title, like microphone, those are everything is also assigned. You could still you could still write in there if they have a model number, a serial number, you could still put them in. Right. So that's this this trust will avoid a lot of things. And there's also a lot of tax benefits to it. What what it doesn't do, okay, and this is for everyone, I, I literally repeat the sentence a thousand times, okay, so anyone listening. Putting your assets in a trust, okay, does not protect it against judgments and lawsuits, okay? So people call me saying, oh, my God, I'm being sued. I want to put my house in a trust. It doesn't do anything. Here's why. Because imagine that this is my box. Just because I put my house in this box, the next question is, well, who the hell owns this box? I do. I'm holding on to it. So if someone gets a judgment against me, they can reach inside my trust and, and also attach it to my house. So a trust does not protect against judgments and lawsuits, etc. Mechanical there, liens as well. Right. There, there are different types of trusts. You can't, it gets very complicated, okay? But typically, no. The answer is no. Yeah, because we had a case. That's a good question. Yeah, we had a case two years ago. Uh, opened escrow. Everything was going fine. And then, uh, you know, when he got his net sheet, the seller... The agent called me and goes, we have a problem. I'm like, well, what is it? He goes, well, are you sitting down? I tell you to sit. If you're sitting down, it's a bad problem. I was like, what happened? He goes, uh, when the dad passed and gave the property to his son, there was a mechanical lien on the property. I go, okay. I'm like, how much is it? He goes, are you sitting down? I'm like, yeah. He goes, 250000 Damn. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah. I go, where? How? He goes, it was a factory and there was like a property involved and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he put the lien on the property. So now this guy is selling the house for X amount of dollars. He's thinking he's going to net whatever it is. Right. You know, dad left him a nice chunk, of, chunk change. of change. Long behold, he left him something else as well. So oh, now yeah. he's like, well, he doesn't want to sell it now. I'm like, well, bro, listen, you have to understand. Well, regardless if he sells it to us, Bob... Karen, David, I don't care who it is. That's following him. Unless he wants to like call up whoever put the lien on there and be like, hey, listen, can I instead of paying you two fifty, can I pay you a hundred? Which is what he did. He actually called whoever the lien holder was. He said, Look, I can't pay you the two fifty. Can I pay you X amount of dollars? And you know, instead of a thirty day escrow, we ended up fucking hundred and eighty days. But you know When 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 was this? Last year. Man, um, they shouldn't have paid anything until the mechanic lien. Well, thanks. Because, thanks uh, for that. No, you're, yeah, yeah, you're welcome. It's not my client. so uh, I, Weren't you working? Oh, you. Because I was, know you guys work together. Yeah, no, it, it, it wasn't my client. If it was my client, it would be I'd be sending him over to set. But it was my, my, my client. The uh, mechanic lien holder, you have a certain amount of time. By the way, for those listening, mechanic lien are like contractors that work on your house. The painter you don't pay, they put a lien for the balance owed. The mechanic lien gives a notice to the homeowner, hey, you son of a bitch. I put a lien on your house. You owe me money. The mechanic lien holder, you actually have to go file a complaint. I don't know why I'm holding on to my trust box. You I have love to go, that box. Yeah, I love that box. Um, you have to go and file a complaint and, and, and uh, initiate foreclosure to foreclose on that mechanic lien. It's not a lien there forever like a, like a regular deed, a trust lien or a judgment lien. So you have a certain amount of time to then take the next step, which is you got to go and initiate initi- foreclosure to sell the son of a bitch's house to get money if you don't you can file a 
the homeowner can file a complaint to have that mechanic lien be removed. So it's not the mechanic liens there. So well, I think they settled. I think they settled on an well, amount. Yeah. No, that's good. Someone, let's just say, someone had a good question. Let's say some that Jewish guy didn't know that it was in there, and he married some other girl that belongs to a different religion. What happens to the money that's in in that trust? Well, put it this way: the 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 next person in charge, the successor trustee. Let's say this woman named me. I have to follow her wishes. Okay, so mom wanted you to marry this person. It would be my discretion. Now, if you're the only kid, you know that's easy. It's like okay, there's no other beneficiaries. But if you have two other siblings, it's like uh, sorry, you know, I got to follow. Instead of splitting it three ways, I have to by law because that's right. her wishes. Split right. it two be- ways. Right, because it's it was her wishes. Now. Most people say, well, you know, she's dead and gone, okay? She's taking a long dirt nap, okay? That's a hospice joke. I'm whoa, sorry. Whoa, um, yeah, I'm sorry, you know. Um, but uh, if she's she's gone, what is she going to do? Well, she's not going to do anything, obviously, but the two surviving beneficiary children Ooh. can sue the successor trustee saying, you're going against mom's wishes. He didn't marry the Jewish woman. So we're now the kids are going to sue me oh. for breaching the trust agreement. The trust is all it is. It's, a, it's, a, it's an agreement. <coughs> Sorry, um, what I mentioned was um, the the medical recovery. Um, um, medical is not free, okay? So let's say your parent is getting medical benefits. Medical is racking up a debt, saying, "Hey, we paid for hospice, we paid for all these uh, medical bills." Then the person dies, you know, the dad dies. Um, if they didn't have a trust, the house and the cash, everything goes to probate court. The first person that's going to show up on the door, besides the taxes, is going to be Medi-Cal. Medi-Cal mm. is going to show up and say, by the way, we're sorry for your dad's loss. We spent $200,000 during his lifetime to care for him. So we want our $200,000 reimbursed before the asset goes to the kids. That's called the Medi-Cal recovery lien. So Medi-Cal gets reimbursed, and then the assets go. So quick question is, how do you avoid that process? Don't let the asset go to probate court. How do you not let it go to probate court? Make sure the assets transferred through a trust. Avoid probate court, and you will give the middle finger to Medi-Cal. <laughs> Sam is funny. There you go. Sam says, client goes into Sevon's office. Can you help file for bankruptcy and save my trust? Have a seat, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, I can't say the other. <laughs> what does it say? What does it say? <laughs> I can't see it either. I think that's on the... Yeah, while my B gets the coffee or water for you. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Someone did ask, how much does it cost to put together a trust? That's a, that's a good question. I got, I got some um, unfortunate uh, heat um, from, uh, I, I heard it through the grapevine, you know, the Glendale community is small. So the typical um, cost to do a, a, an estate plan, which I'll explain essentially, um, is anywhere between like four to like $6,000. Um, when I started it, my price point is 1950. It's less than 2000. If you want just the trust and the will is 975. This includes one house. Um, and it's $400 for each additional property. So if you have a house with an extra thing, it's going to be 975 plus 400. This also includes the notary fee and the counter recording fees also. So I took that lower price point because I don't think it should be that complicated to do these estate plans. Um, I'm not saying attorneys are not worth, you know, the price they pay. They are, but it shouldn't be that expensive. And we have some tremendous attorneys in Glendale. You can pick who you want to go to. 
So um, my price point is all on my website, and it's actually uh, pretty low for the service you get. The reason is is because I created like my own software to make it much more simple, so I don't have a lot of overhead. Um, and uh, so that's that's how much it is. And, and what and, is your website, by the way? Uh, GorginianLaw.com or GorginianLaw.com. Don't spell it Gio. GorginianLaw.com. Yeah. yeah, it's GorginianLaw.com. So you'll see a nice uh, photoshopped uh, picture of me, as, or as Grigor says, a catfished uh, picture. Um, there you go. Yeah, that, yeah that's correct. GorginianLaw. So, I mean, there was another estate planning attorney um, in Glendale who, um, who I heard saying, you know, why did you put your price that low? You know, you're, you're, you're screwing you're, up the market. You're, you're an man. asshole, whatever. And I kind of said, well, look, um, I'm, I'm here to kind of help, you know, because I make primarily my money from my bankruptcy side. Okay. I wanted to do estate planning because I really enjoy it. I enjoy the academic portion, but I was also tired of seeing people lose their stuff uh, through probate court. So it's not shouldn't be that complicated. Um, there are complicated estates, and I have passed them on to more capable um, attorneys planning, who yeah. really, really focus on that. So my bread and butter is mom and dad. We have, a, one, we have a house. We got two houses, et cetera. Easy, easy. In my case, oh, right. I could just get somebody from Craigslist that can do it for $85. Or you can go to We The People. Or, uh, yeah, and you'll end up in probate court. <laughs> yeah. Simple. Levick was asking, uh, speaking of my case, but what's a is there a recommended minimum net worth where you recommend families or? <coughs> yeah. So, I, w- I wouldn't say a net worth. I would think about it more of, um, in terms of assets. Um, if you have a house, that is key. Make sure it is in a trust. Um, also, excuse me. You want water? No. Is it gone? Um, you want to smell yeah. the, the coffee you brought? Is it COVID? <laughs> no, uh, if I could smell the coffee, it's not COVID. He's like, he's like, he's like Superman. He smells. Whoa, jeez, Jesus Christ! Like anyway, a, like um, a bag of cocaine. <laughs> Let me smell it. By the way, for for listening, those of you listening to on Spotify and iTunes and iHeartRadio, no, this is not a bag of cocaine. It's actually a bag of coffee. It's a bag of coffee beans. They can't see us. <laughs> Made by Sevan himself. Yeah. I like to roast. Actually, I just thought of a coffee name for you, the brand name. Guess what? Um, son of a bitch. Son of a... Ha, since, son of a so, have, have I used that word a lot? Oh, since, son of a bean. Son of son a bean. Son of a bean. That's a good one, man. Son of a bean. <laughs> El gordo de vino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that your company, asshole? <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, uh, you know, you being uh, estate planning and trust attorney is along with the BK, you know, me being in the real estate aspect of it. I always tell every single one of my clients, you buy a house, put in a trust, right. you buy an investment property, put in a trust. I don't care who you are, how much money you have in the bank, doesn't matter. Trust, put it in a trust. You do not want to go through probate. Yeah. I mean, agents of, hate yeah. it, people hate it, buyers hate it, sellers hate it. The only people that benefit from it is the government. Right. And um, a lot of the creditors. And look, there, there's a lot of tax savings component to it also. Um, there's something called, um, you know, the uh, what's called the step-up in basis. Don't add your kids. Um, people think, let me just add my kids to title as joint tenants, that when we die, it goes to the kids. No. Um, that's um, that's called the poor man's will. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> poor man. Yes. I, 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 I didn't create that. I think oh, Armenian it's style. That's yeah. it's, it's, it's called the poor man's vote because like once we die, it'll go to our kids because yeah. they're on title. Oh, but, but you are waiving your right to a lot of tax savings. Um, let me explain. Community property. Um, <laughs> if, it's, if you buy a house for $100,000 and you sell it for $500,000, you pay a tax on, the, on, the, on that $400,000. That's called capital gains. Yeah, I know there's an exclusion, 250, et cetera. I get it. Um, but that gain, you pay a difference. But if you put that $100,000 house inside this black box trust, and then it goes to your kids in the year 2050, and that house is now worth a million dollars, it's gained 900. But when the property comes out of the trust, once you're dead and your kids take it out of the trust into their own names, the property value will reset to the date they take it out of the trust. So in 2050, when they take it out, now it's going to be a million, and if they sell it the next day, there's zero gain. No capital gains tax. There's no capital gains because it has to be over a million to pay the tax. Um, no, no. No, you're, ex- you're exempt two hundred fifty thousand per, per person. person. So let's say, for example, you buy a house for two hundred thousand, right? And then a couple of years passes, and now it's worth a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's under your name only, you're exempt two hundred fifty thousand dollars of capital gains taxes. Anything after that, you have to pay capital gains. Right. Now, if it's under right. you and Ani, 250, 250 each. So 500,000. Anything after 500,000, you have to pay capital gains taxes. So what he was going with was is you're putting like four kids under the name. You're trying to avoid that whole capital gains tax thing. With four kids doesn't mean a million. It's 250, 250, 250, per person. I thought it's 500 max. No, no, no. It's community property. Uh, so so, so it is a million dollar exemption at that point. You can have, like, what well, if you if have four kids? You, you have, have four kids. One and yeah. a half million in exemptions. Yeah. But if it's like you have one kid, but then if you're you better put off it putting in, it in a trust. But Be- then if you if you put it in the trust, today's value is two hundred thousand. Twenty it, years later, it's m- a million. Two million. Let it be three million. Doesn't matter what it is. The it mo- resets to whatever it's supposed to be. So you basically your your son gets it. That's what I mean. If it's a, if at that point, my son gets it, it's valued at three million. He's only going to pay capital gain taxes if he sells it over three million, less the whatever exemption he has at that point. It resets to whatever the value is at the time he got it. So basically, okay, you, that's what I'm asking. What does yeah. reset the value at well, that time? It means at three million. Whatever right? he, if he sells, whatever he it, sells at, it for. Because if, if he sells it at four million. He's paying taxes on the one no, million no, no. capital. Understand gain. it like this. Look at it. Look at it this way. Let's say, for example, you bought a property. It's worth a million dollars when you die, right? And mm-hmm. you give it to your son. Now your son owns it. If your son sells it, he pays for how no, much? A million dollars. Okay. He pays no capital gains. What taxes. if he sells it for now, one point five? Now wait. No. It, whatever. Whatever he sells it for that day that he, he gets the property, that's what it is. Now, he lives on the property. Let's say for ten years. Now it's worth $2 million, right? He's only exempt two fifty because he kept the property for 10 years. And anything after anything after that $1 million? That's what I'm saying. The capital gain applies from the time he took it out to the, to the future value. What, but it's I, not the value of what I paid for it. No, it's not the value. It's of the value paid. of when he took it out of the trust. Correct. Okay. Was that? Um, I'm not sure about the 250 per child. No, 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 no. Per I'm person on title. Per person on title, right? I, I'm not. I don't think. That's or is it just 500 yeah, max? I mean, that's 
Let's say, for example, you're four people on title. Forget the kids. Because the, it's, the it's, house could be in... Your four, I mean, pre, four people community property. Right? And you sell it... <clears throat> Well, community property is between the spouses, but if you add, if you had two other children on there, what I'm if not, I'm what not if sure there's if five one, spouses? Remember, we're in America, right? No, now. no, 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 no. Let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. Okay, well, they let's, live in let's, Utah, bro. No, let's let's say you, let's say you have four people, <laughs> um, four people on title. If it's a husband and wife and two kids, um, again, I I don't know the answer. I don't I don't think it's two fifty per person. I mean, I, I think it, it maxes out husband? at five hundred. I think it's just a husband and wife for sure. Or, for sure, spouse. I've uh, never no, s- I'm not. I mean, uh, if there's a, yeah. I would ask a tax professional. I I thought it's just two fifty five hundred thousand. Why don't you per Google couple. property That's tax? So I don't think it's two fifty property per, capital gains. Uh, I don't think the kids get two fifty. I think it's uh, five hundred per couple. Two fifty. That I know. That's one hundred percent sure that it look when it's husband and wife selling it. Five hundred thousand, two fifty each are right. are exempt. Anything after, uh, if there's any additional people on title, that's what we want to know. Right. That's a good question. Ask my broker, actually. Hey, Grigor, are you uh, still listening, or did you uh, lie and say I'm going to listen to this? You probably listen to the So let me get to some of the questions until we see if Grigor up is to five hundred thousand guys. Up to five hundred. Max, max right? even if it's four yeah. people on title, yeah, up to five hundred. Yeah, you guys misinforming okay. our audience. Like, uh, yeah, you uh, could uh, put uh, your. Otherwise, I would add. 10 Twelve people kids. On title yeah. Twelve. Is that kids. why we're not having any more kids yeah. than two nowadays? Yeah. Three million dollars. You can't exemption. use them anymore. Um, so, first question is Minelli. What if you're not planning on having children? Would you still recommend placing a house in a trust? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I do have clients that don't have kids. Again, Minelli, just think about um, who would you want your asset to go to? I mean, even if you don't have kids, you know. So, um, maybe it goes to your siblings or. Uh, or your cousins, etc. So you want to be in control of that. Now, it will eventually go to the next of kin. Um, and there's actually a table. Um, there's a table of showing uh, who your assets would go through. Um, and it's, it's kind of a funny name, but it sounds like it's like made up, but it's not. It's called the Table of Consanguinity. Okay? That sounds like an STD, table but it's not. Table of Consanguinity. Table of Consanguinity. Look it up. Um, and it shows, um, yeah, C-O-N-S-A, there it is. Table of consanguinity says, um, if I die, if, if my parents are alive, it goes to my parents. If I have a spouse, it goes to the spouse. If I have kids, it's a, there's an actual chart. So, um, so yes, Minelli, I would still recommend you uh, to put it into a trust so it can go to your next heirs or whoever you want. And uh, Raz, Raz was saying it as well, 500K max. Thank That's you, Raz. A, no. That's a really good question. You're welcome, guys. I said that, but you wouldn't believe me because I don't have a real estate license. You're not a financial advisor. Nor a financial advisor, nor am I licensed with the law, California board exam. Levick says, in case of both parents dead, how does it get determined who gets the kids to be raised? What is that called? Who handles that? If the kids are (coughs) under 18, uh, there's a section in the wills that's it's called the guardianship documents. The guardianship documents that says, I nominate so-and-so to raise my kids until they're 18. So um, it's it's called the guardianship documents, and, that, and that's part of the estate. It's part plan. of the so, trust. Right? Yeah. So um, when, when, whenever you hear the word estate plan, okay, think about it as just a binder. Okay, it's a binder with different chapters. You have the trust in there. You have the will in there, which has your guardianship documents in there. You have your healthcare directive in there, and you have your power of attorney documents. These five things is called the estate plan. Just like it's a plan. Um, some people say, I don't want the medical directive. The medical directive says, you know, these are my death wishes. Or this is the person that decides to pull the plug or not right. and all and, that. I want to be cremated, whatever. So if you don't care about that, fine. But at least have the trust and the accompanying will. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, you, you decide who you want um, to be the guardians. They're not obligated to be the guardians, okay? People think if I, I choose my sister, she could say, you know, screw that. I don't want to raise you sh- kids. You shouldn't be choosing according to relationship. I mean, we all have somebody we trust right. that you know will make the right decision. Right. It doesn't necessarily have to be the sibling, but right. it's preferable. It's preferable. And, and it's only until they're 18. I mean, I know, yeah. uh, you know, uh, us Armenians were tied until we're 35. Uh, <laughs> or 55. You know? But uh, after 18, you know, like, like get the fuck out, you know. But here's the other thing. You're the, the, the guardian you nominate. Let's say I, I nominate Armand to raise my kids, okay? <laughs> a lot of responsibilities, I can't, I can't say that with a straight face. But <laughs> you why, should. Why? Am I not trustworthy? No, I'm sure you could. Um, no, you are a good father. I've seen um, your travel photos. Uh, did you go to Cabo? Puerto. Puerto Rico. Um, anyway, Wait, so last week or the week before? <laughs> no, I think you speak Spanish, okay? Um, Cabo, no, I, I, Puerto. I, I, I saw in the pool. Okay. But, but here's, here's the key is, Armon can use the trust assets to raise my kids. And that might mean if he's living in a one-bedroom apartment, is great. Hey, Sevan, if I got to raise your kids, I got to call Arno and go buy a bigger house. You can go buy a bigger house to raise my kids. So now you're going to get a bigger house. So um, you can use the trust assets to uh, raise the kids. Um, I think the biggest thing parents worry about is, are they going to be close to their cousins? Because what if Armon is living in uh, Milwaukee or something? You know, So, hey, you chose me. I'm happy to be the guardian, but your kids are moving to Milwaukee. So um, things like that. But um, yeah. I, think I, I think I answered the question. Ninet has a very Armenian question. What if you refi and gift it before you're passing? Yeah, you can do that. Um, so there are limitations on a gifting, um, but you can do that. And you can refinance a property that's in a trust. And by the way, just before I forget this, once the assets are inside the trust, the lender or the officer needs to transfer the deed out of the trust into your name directly. The lender lends it to you, the loan, the refinance loan. Please make sure that there's another deed transfer putting it back inside your trust. I can't tell you how many people who refinanced last year that they, they transferred it out, refinanced, but they forgot to put it back inside the trust. In 30 years, once the parents pass away- It's no longer in and, the trust. And that property's not in the trust, that uh, lender is, is, getting a, is getting a lawsuit for failing to uh, put it back into trust. Wow. Why would you refinance and then- Manelli's and then transfer it. Here, let me I'm refinance. Right pull well, well, you have to. You you have to transfer it out of the trust. No, 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 no. He was saying why, like refinance it and then transfer it over before you're passing. Yeah, um, just leave it alone, man. Yeah. It's like, let me refinance, pull a HELOC, pull some money off, and then sail off the into property. the sun, sail off into the sunset. Nostalgia is asking, but step up basis would it also trigger property tax reassessment? Um, that's a great question. The property tax reassessments occur whenever there's a change in ownership. Okay, and the uh, county recorder's office has um, a definition of what is a change of ownership. This you got to be very careful about. And there are, I think, there's 12 exclusions, uh, meaning it's not going to trigger a change in ownership. If there's a change in ownership, property taxes reset to the date um, of that transfer. Yeah. Um, Adding siblings, there is no exclusion for siblings, okay? I saw this recently happen where, you know, she, she was alone. She's like, oh, let me add my brother in case I die. You know, he's going to be part owner. The house will go to him. The property reassessed because that is now considered. Went from, let's say, Alina to now Alina and Arby. Okay, I chose the two most typical names. So now the county assessor says, who the hell is Arby? Is it your spouse? Because there's an exclusion. No, it's my brother. 
oh, great. The property you bought Reassess. in 1993 is now reassessed to the 2021 value. Oh, the property screwed. tax is reassessed. Now you could say, oh, never mind. Let me go redo it. Nope. It's done. It's already done. And now you're paying a 2021 <laughs> uh, taxes. So, um, Bro, property tax money is crazy yeah. amounts of money. So be man. careful about the change in ownership. Now, putting it inside your trust is not, it doesn't trigger a reassessment because it's my trust. When it goes from Sevon to Sevon's trust, it's still my, there's no change in But ownership. if it goes to, once the you pass away, it goes to your kids, it's still yes. not recessed, is it? No, that, yes, that's now a change in ownership. Uh, even though so your, kids reassessed. Were, your yes. kids were in the trust, they were uh, beneficiaries. The trust has nothing to do with title. Right. So that's now a change in ownership. Prop 19 um, that was passed, uh, I think that's like two years, um, they really limited the parent-to-child transfer. And keep in mind, that it still works, but the child has to live in the property, has to be their personal residence. Primary. Okay? Has to be their primary residence. And if it is, it to doesn't avoid get reassessment. Right. It doesn't uh, get reassessed. Oh, but now, now wow. the question is, how is LA tax assessor guy going to know? If that person um, lived there or right? not? Um, I think they'll know is if Alina goes by another house with Arno and says, that's my personal residence. Because, you know, for like qualifying for loans, oh, this is, I'm a first time home buyer. Okay, well, is that your home now? And not or this, is this one? Not this one. So, um, you know, my wife's name is Alina, right? Oh, it is? Yeah, it is. Okay. It's Elina. Um, oh, yeah, it's Elina. <coughs> yeah, but it's uh, Elina. When you say it in English, it's Elina. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah um, but that, that was passed, like you said, two years ago, where a lot of people were losing their shit about it, Prop 19, right. where they were saying, you know, what if I live in Milwaukee? What if I want to keep that as a, uh, a rental property? Well, if you want to keep it as a rental property, it gets reassessed. Right. So, you know, a lot of people were looking at kind of back doors and whatnot to kind of use it as a primary residence. I heard one of them was actually if you file it in your taxes as a primary resident. Basically, you change mm, all your taxes. And so basically, that's proof that's primary. Yeah. So right. basically, you, you talk to your accountant and you say, this yeah. is where my residence is. File my taxes based off of this. this and and yeah. that's pretty much like you're using the IRS to show that this is where my yeah, residential is. This is where my residence is. And keep in mind, there, there is no child to parent exclusion. So sometimes parents buy it in the kids' names because they qualified. And the kid's like, well, I want to go buy my own house. So dad. You know, Come take uh, your house. Let me sign your house over is, to you. That a reverse doesn't work. There is no child to parent exclusion. But so there's parent to child. Right. There's parent to child. So it's what we do in that weird. situation, we put that house in the child's name into a trust, naming the parents as the beneficiaries. So it's kind of like the reverse. Instead of the parents oh. being, the kid being benefit, the parents are the beneficiaries. It's mm. very weird. <clears throat> No, it's actually, it's, it's, it's common sense kind of, because they're like, all right, you know, a trust is most of the time made for parents to give it to the children or the beneficiaries. You know, what's the likelihood of the kid right. passing and giving it to the parents? It's more likely that the parents will pass and give it to the kids or the other beneficiaries. So right. that's why they... But if the, ta- but if the property tax reassesses, what's the, what's the difference? Well, it depends on how much you but bought it for. It, does yeah. it go to... Your uh, payments are... No, no, no. What I'm saying is... Whether the the child has a trust in case something happens, the home goes to the parent. What's the benefit of that trust? Um, well, the idea is that you if avoid anything, probate, right? To avoid probate, if there's anything that happens to the kid, that the house would go to the parents. So it would still be a change in ownership, but it's to avoid probate. Probate, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the main purpose of a trust is to avoid probate. The property right. tax is Any kind you of... Any look at it, that's what it comes yeah, down to. Yeah, that's the main right. core of it. The property right. tax 
you know scenario of it is more of a another just kind of benefit right. to it. If you could keep it as a primary residence, you can reap the benefits of yeah. the property taxes. If you can't, unfortunately, thanks to California. And but you uh, can reap those benefits regardless of a trust, can't you? Well, here's you, a here's an, well, an I'll, I'll get to it. Here's here's a mnemonic to kind of remember. Um, trusts are there to transfer wealth. Corporation and entities are there to protect assets. Okay, so don't confuse the both. If you want to say I want to protect my assets, well, put your rental property into an LLC and have enough umbrella insurance policy. That's how you protect your assets. Yeah, a trust does not protect assets. <clears throat> From lawsuits. Jenna says, I have an uncle who bought a house in Vegas. He's not a citizen. God forbid he passes away. How will the government know he died if he passes away in Beirut, let's say? Uh, well, the property would still be in his name. To get it you know, out, you're going to have to file the death certificate. So you're going to have to get the original death certificate. It's recorded, and then, um, and then it's transferred. You own a home, put it in a trust. Simple as that. Yeah, definitely. If your name is on the title, put it in a trust. Simple as that. And if you have an investment property, put it in an LLC or corporation or something to protect your assets. You all have a trust, right? You have a trust. Yeah, Yeah. everybody has. I mean, and look, you you can have different trusts. I I, I had a client who we created four different trusts. And each, every time I say trust, just think about a suitcase. He had one suitcase for just his house. The other ones were for his business. The other ones were for his exotic cars. He did not want the... The successor trustee, I name Armon to be in charge of the trust having the house. You know, I don't think Armon uh, knows anything about exotic cars. Well, m- maybe you do. But, um, <laughs> but I'm going to name Arno as the successor trustee for this trust that holds the exotic vehicles. You got you to flip it around. It's more of exotic vehicles are here and the house is here. No, well, you, you got to flip the whole thing this way. Don't worry about these guys. Give so, it all to Armon. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. You know what? Fuck it. But, <laughs> but the point is you can have different types of trust yeah. so you could just imagine these boxes on this uh, machine as the trust so really so in that one trust you can't say okay for the house i want it you can to but be the managed. decision makers the decision makers the conditions on when it goes to because this for like i'll tell you uh, about his he put a lot of his exotic vehicles you know ferraris things like that that are held in this trust and they're controlled by his other business managers those are going to be shared between them and different beneficiaries they're not going to be mixed with these his kids' uh, beneficiaries. So you can't mix Completely those two, different. I guess. You uh. can mix them, but it'll be too complicated. Yeah, you might as if well benef- separate. If them, your though. beneficiaries are all the same people, like it's for example, if you have three kids and your assets are going to be split between those three kids, you leave it in one trust. But if you have, like he was just saying, cars and you don't want those to go to the kids, just create a different trust. No, don't it's, mix it's not it up. Not only to- that, the person that's going to make the f- decisions after you're gone to separate all that, you uh, might trust one person to deal with your kids but another person to deal with your cars and homes it's yeah but you right. so in that case you're gonna have to have trust for your kids upbringing and another trust for your finances and another one for your if you have toys. the type of structure that man had yes that makes more yeah. sense i mean but yeah, if you have a right. simple one house two kids and you know you got your own plumbing business you're fine you can you can use wise nuts as the best example you know you you well, we're really big of a very big corporation. So. Right. So, no, like you three are the owners of this company, okay? And each of you have your own trust with your own personal belongings, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can create one trust just for your assets, and all three of you will be the trustees of this one trust. Sounds good. And it says, um, after I die, um, his one-third 
is going to go flow into his personal trust. trust. So you're kind of keeping your separate family business and you don't want them to know what's in there, etc. So this so trust will hold. So Arwood so gets the banner. I get the equipment. <laughs> and Edgar, Edgar gets. I'm taking the plastic cup. Plastic <laughs> Edgar gets that light. <laughs> that you gotta return it to JJ. JJ. <laughs> JJ's gonna G- come after me. JJ's and gonna take course. a big small claims court for Technically the light. Technically dead. <laughs> uh, Minelli was asking, "Do you create or provide advice on LLCs for properties?" Um, yes, but not that much. Um, I refer those out. I don't. I don't do those anymore. And Levick was asking about guns as well. Can you put guns in a trust? Yes, yes. That's a, that's a good question. So um, you got to keep in mind that uh, the license has to be transferable. Um, I don't know much about gun law, but same thing with like uh, you know uh, alcohol licenses, etc. So I, I really doubt um, that if you have a gun, that I can say, hey, it's going to go to my kid. I think. That person if needs it's to qualify California for the legal and that person is going to be able to qualify at that time to have that, right? then you could. I now, think the person has to have a license as well, a firearm license. Yes, firearm license. Besides that, there's specific guns. You, as the owner, you could hold on to it, but you can't sell it because it's not in the list, right? Like California has strict gun laws, and every year a few guns come off that list of weapons that can be sold. Right. So that's that's what kind of makes it difficult. You might have that weapon, but and you can transfer it to your, uh, let's say, nineteen-year-old son or daughter, but you can't sell that weapon. But it can but, stay but the, in the son family. has to qualify. Has to qualify, right. yeah. Which, in a sense, if over the age of twenty-one, and have to have a weapons license, which yeah. is very easy to obtain now. The, the, the other thing that's pretty common these days is a uh, cryptocurrency, which is really volatile. Okay. There's a lot of them filing bankruptcy, but another one that's, you got to be careful is cryptocurrency. Imagine again, you have your trust is you don't, you know, that's that the, the wallet. Okay. Make sure you at least write that 26 word phrase or whatever it is um, somewhere that your successor trustee, once you die, I can access your crypto so I can give it to your kids. Or get a goddamn hard wallet. <coughs> or That's get what a I hard say. wallet or, or do something. But I think um, a lot of people will be losing their cryptos if you die, if you didn't write the instructions for your wife or your successor trustee to access that crypto. Yeah. Um, or you crypto. can use those cryptocurrencies and play racquetball. <laughs> Did you get it? Somebody said, Someone James said, James said you're a great, great racquetball, racquetball player. player huh? Oh, Yes. Turn it off. Turn, turn, oh, sorry. Turn, turn it off before I go to sleep. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I didn't get that connection, but uh, is, if James is listening, I, I love James. James is very great um, employment law attorney. Him and his partner, Arin, um, they actually paid me to uh, promote this sponsorship right now. Where's, but, our, cut? where's our cut? Oh, sorry. I actually go, ahead and push that, <laughs> go ahead and push that red mute button. No, but James is a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> great timing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm gonna um, add some audio to that. James is a <laughs> no. Th- thank you, James. He's really funny. A great cook. Um, by the way, Damn, James, I want to uh, marry James now. Yeah. No, you should follow him. Go to a chef. Handsome TV. guy. Yeah. No, uh, dark hair, yeah. blue uh, eyes. James, uh, my 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 wife. Because I, I always told my wife, I said, uh, "Man, look at because uh, uh, you know, his profile is Chef JD." 
And he has, and then so my wife just put together that uh, it's James, and so my wife met James. So and I said, oh look, and I keep on showing her, and then he goes, wait, this is the James, and then I say, yeah, he goes, uh, James with the back problems, James. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that James. So so James, uh, I think you're laughing, but uh, my wife finally connected that you're a chef, JD. He's a really good guy. Wait, Excellent. chef JD two two two. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, I know, I know James. Yeah, no, oh, you don't. Let me no, see. I don't. I don't know, know him, but we're following yeah. each other. We've, let we've me see. you know we've, him social media. We've you know spoken him. to I each know other. I know him from high school too. He's a great friend, uh, chef, uh, chef uh, James Demirchian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one hundred. In fact, we had a brand. conversation about the cherry uh, jalapenos. Yeah, he's a really good guy. Okay. You maybe, know what? We maybe we could connect with we could connect with James and have him on the show for yeah. employment law because he's, there's a lot of really funny. It's really good. He's really funny. Yeah, because it's a great topic actually. Because yeah. he's very he's very private with his Instagram. You don't you don't ever see him. Yeah, and when he was he's a guitar player. Yeah, too. You, you don't see, see his you, face. you see him play the guitar yeah. and it's always neck yeah. down. Like ours is waist up, his is neck yeah. down. Cook, guitar player, attorney. Yeah. yeah. What else? If he writes poems, I'm so. Yeah. The guy's like the best bet, yeah. best bet right now. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go follow him on uh, on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll connect with James because look, man. At the end of the day, the wise nuts. We sit down, we have conversations, we joke around a lot, we have uh, current event topics and all that. Fun but stuff. Uh, yeah, fun stuff. <laughs> Hashtag fun stuff. Next T-shirt. But uh, at the same time, we like to bring on people where they help not only us get educated on certain topics, but you know the people that watch us, our right. watchers. Our so viewers. <laughs> viewers. No, our, our watchers. watchers. That's what you call them. Our it's watchers. important to note the yeah. terminology. terminology. This is yeah. terminology. This is wiseness. So, you know. I highly recommend James. He's, uh, bring him on. There you go. Ninette asks, is it better to put your property in an LLC and then put the LLC in the trust? Some say that if you do that Great. and get sued, then you can get away with anyone going after your property. So that's a great question. Um, Think about um, an LLC as, again, just another type of box, okay? So if I put my house um, inside this box, I create an LLC. The next thing is, how do I get this box that holds this property into my black trust box, okay? You assign the shares. I own 100% of ABC. I assign it to my my trust. Now, um, the way it protects the asset is if someone were to sue the company, they could only sue the LLC. It doesn't protect the property. Okay, just get, try to follow me here. Um, if there's a million dollar judgment and this house is only worth $100,000 and you sue my LLC, all you're getting is $100,000 max. That's the value of the asset. You can't come after the other assets that are held in the wider trust box, okay? You know, um, what's you can the, only uh, pick basically that one. Right, you're only limited to that one. You know, what's those Russian dolls called? Uh, oh, I just uh, brought those from Armenia. Matoroshka? Makrushka. Makrushka. So it's kind of like a makrushka, is, uh, um, is you're putting one into the other. So um, it doesn't protect the house from you know the judgment, but it limits the judgment so to the value of that asset. Let's say, for example, you have four assets. Um, and on one of the assets, you have a slip and fall injury. And they come back and let's say the value of the property is a million dollars and they sue for five million. Right. The attorney turns around and says, well, you know, the property is only worth a million dollars as far as the actual value of it. We could only get a million. But, oh, look, this guy, uh, you know, he has a couple of other LLCs under his name and he owns three other properties. 
Let's put a judgment on the other ones. Can you do that? Can you? Yes. But it won't work, okay? Because you're going to be limited to the responsible party. And if it's your slip and fall is here, you're limited to suing the LLC entity. Even though he's 100% shareholder for every single LLC. Right. But those are held in different LLCs. Correct. Okay. So you're limited. Now, the only reason why I ask this is because, again, uh, no offense, attorneys go after everybody when it comes to lawsuits. So um, a lot of attorneys will turn around and be like, well, look, there's a likelihood we won't get anything, but you never know if it goes in front of the right arbitrator or right mediator or right judge, they may lean towards us and they go, you know what, let's go after all of them and say, listen, this is Bob. Bob owns this LLC, that LLC, this LLC. My client, you know, deserves $5 million and he has more than enough properties that will cover it. That's what I want to know. As far as even though it's under a corp or LLC, how protected is that corporation or LLC? Yeah, I, can, I can understand the confusion. I think it comes down to, to this is am I suing the entity for, let's say, breach of a loan agreement, et cetera, or am I suing Arno? If I'm, if you punch me, okay, and I know I got a big punchable face. Let's go. Okay? Let's go try it out. <laughs> um, actually, actually, someone told me that like you got a punchable face. I don't know if that's what? a compliment or not. I don't know. Was it a fun. prosecutor? Or a was it like <laughs> middle school or yeah. recent? No, like uh, like two weeks ago. Oh um, shit! Yeah, no, I think no, they were a friend. Uh, but I anyway. I don't. I don't. Um, I wouldn't want to be friends with anyone that thinks I have. a Punchable face. Hi, let's get to the point of that. Um, but, oh but if you punch me, I'm going to go sue oh, Arno. Correct. Okay. What does so Arno own? What Can does Arno understand? own? Arno has one, two, three, four corporations, and he's got a trust with the house in it. Great. So I'm going to sue you for $5 million and try to attach my, my arms onto, onto your assets. But if I have a breach of contract, if you're one of your LLCs is renting a place from me, and uh, you breach the contract, whatever, loan fraud, I can only go after that responsible entity, not against you and not against your other assets. No, no, I know. That so, that I know. It's just I, I want to know as far as, again, God forbid, if it's a larger amount than what the actual value is, can an attorney go in and tie, try to tie in 100%, I mean, try to tie in you into the lawsuit if you own 100% of the other LLCs. Yes. Okay. That's what I want to know. So I love Welcome whole, to California. I love the God forbid thing. People well, think when they say God forbid, it's, it's like... It's going to forbid it. It's Look, like... Uh, easy solution is uh, well, to have a lot of insurance too. So please uh, bump up your insurances, get umbrella insurance policy. Yeah. So... Um, Welcome to the land of lawsuits. Yeah. Get it because God forbid you don't want to get sued and not have umbrella insurance. Even though you said God forbid... That protects you to a certain extent. But the umbrella insurance will protect you more. That's what Bartamian would agree with, yeah. Ninet, so what's the point of what? An LLC? Yeah, in a sense, she's right. Well, there's a... Okay, first there's tax savings component, okay? But again, the LLC limits your liability if the LLC is the responsible party, okay? If If I own an LLC, I go to rent somewhere. The LLC is going to be the contracting party. So if I breach the lease, I go, I don't pay. You can't come after Sevon. You could only go after the LLC. And the LLC doesn't own any assets, so you're screwed. So that's the point is it limits the liability of the owner from the LLC. Yeah. 
But aside from that is, if I put my property in an LLC, that means you're not suing me personally. You're, you're suing, suing the, the LLC. LLC. You're suing the right? LLC. Right. So that's the protection. That's the it protection. doesn't mean the LLC cannot get sued. It means you personally are that, not you, you know, You know what it is? The reason why I was saying, you know, can they go after? They can. But the thing is, like, the process of it not being in an LLC is going to be much easier for an attorney to grasp onto all four properties rather than if it's in different LLCs. They'll be like... Listen, do you really want to go through it or just, you know what, screw it. Let's just settle for X amount of dollars and call it a day. Right. That's that's the conversation 100% that's going to take place, whether it's through arbitration, mediation, or in, even in front of a judge or yeah. in front of a jury. It doesn't matter. It's going to be that conversation. Do you really want to drag this on? That's what right. it is. What's the difference between <coughs> revocable and irrevocable trust? Um, that's a good point. Is um, Once it whether it can go in and out of the box, okay? Um, it's going to come one up. Is the, locked, one right. is locked, one is... So I'm just going to use a stupid statistic, but let's say majority, 90% are revocable because you want to be able to put it into your trust and take it out and uh, add other things and take it out, etc. But But irrevocable is once it goes in, it can't come back out. Now, one, if you want to learn about one asset protection uh, way to protect an asset using a trust is you can create an irrevocable trust. But here's here's key, using the box at that example, is once I put this house in this box, it closes as of today. But I have to remove myself from any anything to do with this irrevocable trust now. So I cannot be Attached. in charge of this trust anymore. So even though it's my property, I have to say, Arno, I like you and I trust you no pun intended, but I name you as the trustee. Please be in charge of this box. And I can also be the beneficiary. So I have to name my kids as the beneficiary. So what I've done is not only did I remove title from myself, I put it in something that you can't take out, and I put Arno in charge of it. So if I get sued, hey, Sevan, take it out. I can't. I'm, I'm not in charge of it, you know. Um, so, and I'm also not the beneficiary. The of court, it nobody can take it well, out. Right. See, it's I, very becomes very difficult. Let me let me bring up an example. There was a property that we were selling. I think it was like seven years ago. So the daughter reached out to me. She said, um, "My mom is in a home. She's practically a vegetable. My property is in an irrevocable trust. I want to sell it. Can I sell it?" I said, "Is your mom alive?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "I don't think you could sell it because she's still alive." She goes, but I'm the beneficiary. I'm like, I get it, but she's still alive. Since it's irrevocable, she has to sign off on everything. Is she mentally there? She goes, no, she's a total vegetable. Which I means she can't sign. She can't sign anything. Uh, whereas if it was, if it was um, revocable, revocable, it would. There's ways around it where it could be like, look, the mom cannot sign. She's not capable anymore. Is the daughter the beneficiary? Can she? And besides that, there was things in there where you could, as you mentioned, take things out of the box, pull things out. Sort of like an amendment in a sense. If right. Something like an that. Amendment Unfortunately, the mom was a vegetable for four years. Damn. And she couldn't sell it. And she was basically locked in. So would you recommend revocable or, irre- or irrevocable trust when it comes to building these? No, uh, it ha- uh, I always recommend revocable. And I mean, you, you raise a good point. Another benefit of a trust is it also avoids what's called conservatorships, okay? Conservatorships is when you've lost your mind, okay? And either you're a vegetable or you're, you know, 
you're uh, mentally incapacitated and you can't be in charge of the house or the assets. So instead of me going to probate court and saying, please appoint me as the conservator mm -hmm. and be the guardian, what the trust can do is it says, if it's not just when, when I die, it could be when I, when, when I lose my mind or if I'm incapacitated, but I'm still alive. Or 5150 like us. Or sure. Just don't tell everyone. Um, <laughs> I can then, then my successor trustee, let's say it's my brother, he's gonna be appointed the successor trustee but I'm still alive. I'm just incapacitated. Now he's in control saying, I now have authority to sell Sevon's house, et cetera, and give it to the kids. Yeah. So in that scenario, you could do it in a revocable trust. So if it was a revocable trust, um, that daughter can step in and you just get a doctor's yeah, note saying, you know, so, but again, now, even if we talk about irrevocable, let's, let's think about it from a practical standpoint. Okay. It's people like really complicate this. Okay. Um, if she's the only beneficiary, okay, let's say she sells it, who's who's gonna object? Who's gonna sue? You know, she's the only beneficiary. So um, let's say, you know, title clears are irrevocable, it's done. You know, oh, great, she sells the house. Who's gonna come and object? Even though no it idea. was even though it was irrevocable and you know, et cetera. But if there's no other beneficiaries, you're you're worried about other beneficiaries coming and suing and saying, Why did you do that? But the Vochov Chico, who cares? Do it, you know. So, um, that's does a power of attorney play a role at all in this yeah. situation? Yeah, or? power of attorney uh, plays a role. And uh, w w one of the components, great segue, one of the components as part of the estate plan, there's another document called the uh, power of attorney. We call it a springing power of attorney. The power of attorney document says, um, if I'm incapacitated or if I'm out of the country, um, I nominate Armand as my financial power of agent, you know, that you can go write checks for me, go collect rent, go to the bank, whatever. Um, that is in effect. It be, you know, and it becomes effective um, once I am incapacitated. Again, either I'm in a hospital or if I'm out of town, et cetera, um, but I'm still alive. So, and why it's called springing is because it springs into action upon my incapacitated. So if it, that was a situation is, hey, mom is inca incapacitated, which makes this power of attorney document effective, and now I'm in control. And go sell the house if you're the only beneficiary. Yeah. You know, so um, so that's why when you talk about the state plan, each thing does something different. Yeah. Different so time. if you have siblings, and if you're in an irrevocable trust, it's kind of get all the siblings to agree. Yeah. You know? I and think uh, now, and I think nowadays that's the toughest part. Yeah. Especially when there's a dysfunctional family <laughs> and money's involved. Some people right. just don't know when money what? comes involved. A lot of dysfunction. No, comes the problem, up. the problem yeah. is, is that when people haven't seen money, or you know, they don't know what to do with it and what they're going to be able to do with right. the X amount of dollars coming, that's when they start to panic and they right. start to get greedy. And greed and money is the root of all evil. Yeah, I've, I've had people come file bankruptcy because they got an Fine, inheritance. Give me all your money, I know. Um, they got an inheritance and they blew it all, um, and then they're like. Literally, I've had someone spent uh, half a million dollars in uh, three years. You know, they, they just blew it because they, they don't have money management and, you know, uh, gave a lot of it to her church. And um, unfortunately, it was all gone. It's always a good place. God forbid. That's the best place to put <laughs> your money. Yeah. When the pastor drives a Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> yes. hey, I said it. 
probably gonna get shot outside. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> Sam has a good question. He says, since no signatures on it, any official documents count if the person is suffering from obvious dementia or mental illness or I have a docu sided. <laughs> you've seen you've seen, uh, you've seen the finger. No 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 no. You've seen have you guys seen uh, Breaking Bad? The gra- the uncle deal? Oh, the bell? Ding, oh, yeah, ding, the bell. Oh, yeah, yeah, Just yeah, put yeah, the yeah. dog, he's like, yeah. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> uh, Or later stages of Alzheimer's. He wants to know how is it that our president in office is able <laughs> to sign so many official documents. Is that That's not really is that a revocable trust or um, the so power of attorney? A revocable or country? <laughs> uh, hold on. Now. What's the question? Something about Alzheimer's. Yeah, but he was being funny, funny and... I added to the funniness a little bit. Okay, so what's the question? The, there's no question. Oh, but I guess technically fine. If, no, if okay, a, ask the if question. If a patient is no, well, he didn't really have a question, but we can ask the question. Is um, it's similar to Arnold's example? If somebody is, has dementia or, or a clear mental incoherence, um, at that point, what happens to the trust? You have to wait until that individual dies or the trust can have no. wording that says if, yep. if i'm incapacitated then my beneficiaries yeah. or my trustee can i think it's if the wording is there though right yeah man and, and it's most of the time it is there it says if it's there sell the asset to pay for hospice care and to take care of me etc and yeah the the successor trustee has a lot of discretion you know now they have to give it to the name beneficiaries but they have discretion saying well my discretion is we should sell the house etc and and there's a lot of um times and th- this actually brought up a thing that happened uh, to me where w- whenever i have a we're talking about mental capacity whenever a client comes okay um i have to ensure that they know what they're doing and who they're giving it to so i ask them questions you know um you have to know what assets you have you have to know the relationship to the people you you, you are to so um it's, it's always uncomfortable for me whenever um like parents or the mom comes with one of their kids and, you know, and they, they mean well, you know, hey, my mom, you know, my mom needs a trust, you know, let's do it, whatever. And then they name that kid as a successor trustee, et cetera. So I usually ask the kid to step out of the office, which becomes uncomfortable. I'm like, hey, would you mind? I got to talk to your mom privately because I got to be sure that there is no, you know, undue influence. You're not pressuring mom to, to do this and to name you, et cetera. So I usually tell the kid, um, usually they giggle. I'm like, hey, would you mind waiting outside? Oh, Sivan, you're funny. No, get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. No, but I, but I say Pulse kindly. Pulse out. Yeah. No, but get I say. Get the fuck out of the room, man. <laughs> yeah, I thought I had a Persian accent. Get the fuck out of the room. <laughs> or I smash you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I always tell them kindly. You want to I smash you? I always tell them, I'm like, hey, would you mind stepping outside? You know, I got to talk to your mom and I just, I have to make sure they know what they're doing and this is what they want. So, um, but, but that is important. I got to evaluate whether they have the mental capacity. And I always ask them, uh, are you, are you on any medications that's inhibiting your, your mind? So, um, that's important. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) If if, if I, now sometimes I've been asked to go to the hospital, like, hey, you know, and again, it's all in good faith. That, hey, my dad is an ICU, you know, and yeah, yeah. the house is in his name. So, um, I mean, in, in that situation, to make it quick, I would just say do a do a trust transfer deed to the mom or the surviving spouse um, just to get someone else on title. That's so they faster can sell too. Mm-hmm. That's faster. So, but um, can you you can include an advanced directive in your trust, right? Um, that's a, that's a separate document as yeah. part of the estate plan. Yeah. You can include all that, yes. which means you get to 
write out your wishes as far as do you want to be resuscitated and right have tubes all over right. or do you want to let god forbid you know <laughs> dnr <laughs> nature take its go yeah, a There's a such a funny episode times. about God forbid with King of Queens. I don't know if you guys watch King of Queens. No, I haven't. I, I never They're, got into King of yeah, Queens. Yeah, it wasn't man. funny. It was very dry Gee, humor. I'm sorry. To me. Yeah. Like, see, you know what else I didn't get into? Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Very dry humor. Look, all of those things: Seinfeld, Everybody Loves Raymond, King of Queens. All of these shows, you gotta watch a couple episodes to identify the characters no. to, before you can watch I it. Identified Stop identifying, and okay. Jerry Seinfeld and all those guys. I never and Kramer I just right. never in today's society oh, you shouldn't no, be you're identifying you, you guys are absolutely right Seinfeld was only the most successful no I'm just it saying must have no, no, it was all but I'm just saying me I never have I, you watched Curb Your Enthusiasm Curb Your yes again, See, again something I kind of didn't really of course because you have to understand Larry David and you have to understand Seinfeld a little bit too I don't know man I'm more of a Bill Burr kind of guy. So well, okay. I, I hope there's young. a. I think there's one young. show. It's hopefully, okay. you'll agree it's not funny. I hope, but I never, ever, ever found Friends funny, at all, at all. So I think Friends was more relatable than it was funny. Friends was like the adult version of Saved by the Bell. It's, it's like same shit. Did, yeah. Did you watch Nine Hundred Two One Zero as well? No. Did I you go to school? Oh my god! Did you see what happened to Dylan? Love <laughs> 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 a character name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's pretty interesting. No, because I, I never, remember. I never I watched remember an episode of Girls with crush on Dylan. Talk huh? about it. Dylan and what's the other guy's name? We don't know. You could tell. You us. could tell. Constantly us. they would Come talk on, tell about us what it. Tell us the rest of his name. Hurry up, bro. We know you. Was it Brandon? Jason oh, Brandon. Jason Presley. Jason Presley. Jason Presley. Jason Presley. Was that Brandon? I don't know. They would. You would know Brandon. <laughs> what other names do you know from Friends, bro? It's not Friends. Nine hundred two one zero. Nine hundred two one zero. I'm mixing it with Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell was great. Screech was great. Saved by the Bell, Family Matters. Those were great shows. You you can't compare it to the brilliance of Seinfeld and everybody mm. loves Raymond. See, and Seinfeld, you a, have to get that type of humor. It's if a, you don't get yeah. it, you don't get it. It's a different level of bond. It's That's like saying I don't like. Though, well. For example, if you watch um, Dennis Miller's stand up, you won't laugh because ninety five percent is political references, which. Unless you studied, you it's have a more PhD. reality than anything. No, no, but if unless you have a PhD in political side, you're not going to understand yeah, I think, the I think references. A, I think it's a generational thing. Levy watched 90210 <laughs> Melrose Place. Did you watch no, Melrose Place as well? No, I Melrose Place. Seen. Yeah, What's, I did. You what's did Melrose, yeah, Place, Melrose Place. What is that? How old are you, kids, man? Oh, what is Melrose Place? What is that you one? See, I, I no, Melrose Two One Zero. I remember. Melrose Place. Nine Two One Zero. I remember because Melrose Place was like the hottest. I mean, yeah. scenes and sex scenes and all that, like oh, beyond Isn't anything. Isn't Melrose Place like another? Like there was another one that was like in the daytime where all the Armenian. Well, these guys are watch. kids. Yes. Days, of our, days of our lives. Days of our lives. You don't it's remember Alf? Called Rosai Zendegi. Alf. Charles in charge. Well, I remember. There you Alf go. was that character. <laughs> what, what was Alf's, Alf's character? I forget that animal name. Was it a? It's uh, an anteater. Is that an Alf? anteater? No, yeah. Alf. You, you don't remember Alf? Huh? Out the alien anti-deal. Oh. Yeah. See, yeah, I don't know that. Or that other one with the uh, Three's Company. Look, I, Three's I, Company. Three's Company. I remember. See, look, Cheers. Cheers. I remember. Three's Company was good. Uh, Taxi. I'm I'm a big Roseanne fan. Oh, Roseanne, bro! How fast would Roseanne get canceled? Today? That's really sad. What happened to her? I mean, no, but That's remember the episodes? Yeah. How bad were they? Married like, with that children. That was a it was a perfect. <laughs> Married with children. Perfect <laughs> white trash type of yeah. Could you, setting right okay, there. Okay, picture I, this. I, Could I, you I, imagine if Married with Children was aired today? Yeah. See, I think I know the type of like comedy you guys like is Married with Children, which is yeah. just 
Just in your face, tits in your face, ass in your. There's ass no, in your face. no, no. You don't have to really. Sounds like your prom night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop sharing all you, your. You secrets don't have with to. Those, you don't Stop. have to really think. You just. But you have to watch. It. You know, like Beavis and Butthead was hilarious. <laughs> Some people <laughs> thought it wasn't that it was stupid, man. It was hilarious to me, bro. That was stupid. Beavis and Butthead was stupid. <laughs> I never, I could never sit down and watch Legendary. It's like, even if you watch George Carlin's comedy, right? His stand-up, his stand-up is not for, because... George Carlin's a genius, bro. Yeah, Yeah, but but, but show show it to a millennial. Say, you know, watch George Carlin. They won't understand it. Exactly. Besides understand, they'll get offended by that. That's the difference. But the thing is, George Carlin, hold on. George Carlin would, would insult everybody. There was no, like, left, right... Uh, it, it was everybody. He, he didn't care what it was. It was how to be a human being in society today. That's what that's what he was teaching. But everything he said was true, and is is even a million times truer today. And I don't think any of that's, that was comedy. He was using comedy as a stage, to, but he yeah. was giving you the future. I think the best. He's one telling was you about the, your future. The <laughs> best. One, the best skit he probably did was the vaccine one, where he talked about being sick. And how everybody's weak and how they swam in raw sewage and <laughs> how is it? He's like, I built an immune system so I could fight off the germs. He goes, if you don't swim in raw sewage and you, you get sick, you deserve to die because you're a weak bitch. Don Rickles, Gilligan's Island. Yeah, Gilligan's Island. But Don Rickles? What's, yeah, I don't know what that, that is. That short, bald guy. Jewish. He did a lot of impersonations. Yeah. Gilligan's Island, I remember. There were certain shows I remember because my older brother would watch them. Like I said, like there was a Family Matters, Married with Children, uh, Gilligan's Island, certain shows like that. But then me growing up, I grew up watching like Power Rangers and stuff. Oh, man. yeah. I'm a, I'm a, a White Ranger just died. Well, White are Ranger's still, dead now. Are you still watching? Tom, Tommy's Power dead Rangers? now. Yeah. No, Tommy's dead. Tommy do, wasn't do, the do, green one? Wasn't he was the green, green and the white ranger. Do you remember that episode? Like, who's the white ranger? And then I of course. Tune in, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Wow. I, I got home from school, threw the backpack down, yeah. put on with Fox God, 11. Yeah, with Godzilla, the thing. See, oh, yeah. when I was going to school, it was Saved by the Bell. You'd come home, throw the backpack down. Yeah. And get that. I would watch that as well because, obviously, I had an older brother, older cousin, so we would watch that as well. But I didn't know like, you had an older brother. Huh? I yeah, an older brother, yeah. How many brothers? I got an older and a younger. He's the middle child. Middle child syndrome, unfortunately. Does, my, do you my, guys my, believe my, in that old Of course, child man. My, listen, let me explain my life. My I life was like this. You had, you had the older yeah. brother, all right? The older, you had the one son. He, okay, you know, the baby. Oh, let's play with him. And then I come along. He's like, oh, look, a new baby. Okay, the older one, you listen. You're still the first. You're still the favorite. We still love you. And the middle child's here. Okay, let's play with the little middle one now. Oh, my God, the baby. The baby. And then all of a sudden, there's another one that shows up. And then now they're like, all right, listen, middle one, you just go feed for yourself. We have a baby here. We have to take care of him. Baby, this one. Oh, but then the first one is there. You know, that's the first that's baby. That's the king. That's the king. <laughs> and then you got the middle one. You know, for me, it's like just, <laughs> hey, dude, here's, here's, some, here's some spam. Go, go cook yourself a steak. Here's some cat food. <laughs> Sam says Wonder Years was filmed in his high, junior high school. I remember Wonder, Wonder Years. years. Forget that, I forget that kid's name, the uh, main actor. But, uh, oh, all uh, about that um, one guy. Salute Your Shorts. That's another good one. I remember that one. That oh, was on I didn't really watch. Oh, I remember. Uh, that was on Nickelodeon. Salute Your Shorts. It's a camp one. Camp We hold you in our hearts. And when we think about you, you guys want to fart. Nickelodeon has some great I bet Arno watched Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World, I did watch. Yeah, I told you. Well, you only watched it because of Topanga. Oh, hell yeah. 
Topanga, Angelishimo yeah. Topanga. Yeah. And Mr. Mooney. Oh, yeah. He does, he, he's both ways. <laughs> of course. Of course, both ways. Yes, absolutely. Fred Savage. Yes, that's the actor. Fred Savage, name. yeah. Mario Lopez. Bro. You know how many times I've messaged him? We should really trying to get that guy on the Mario, show. I think he, this is he used guy. to be like in on Burbank. No. Okay, I know who I can Mario's call. in Burbank. All he this used time to play didn't ball. Play I didn't realize it. Park all the time. No, I just realized who I could call to get him on. Because he's selling his house. Yes, he's selling his yeah. house. In, I'll call him. In I'll, Burbank? Call, I'll call him tomorrow. Yeah. I'm selling I think six million, seven million. Ralph, Ralph is selling his house. I'll call Ralph tomorrow. Oh, shit. Look at that. Man, that would be connections. Yeah, okay, I'll make a call. Anyways. You guys remember? Do you guys remember the principal's name? No, 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 no. That should be our new theme song. Watch it. It's going to be thing. I don't know what that sound effect is. Someone made a Tesla Model 3 into the kit car. That's cool. They added the kit lights on a Model 3. Do you guys all talk at the same time usually? Yeah, we like to talk over each other. Remember Airwolves? Airwolves no. intro song. I remember the A team. Oh, A team. Because I love that thing. The Airwolf helicopter looked like this big, like Shamu type of design. Oh, I like the pedophile minivan actually. The rapist van. The rapist van. Not suspicious at all. Can I correct you that it's an orca whale, not Shamu? Is You're absolutely right. My, my Shamu kid, is the character. It, it's <laughs> funny because I've, I've taught both my boys. It's called an orca, so they correct everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but I, he's I, still singing. I, 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 it's called no, killer whale. I know this because in uh, fourth grade, someone called me Shamu, and the teacher said, <laughs> you know, it's actually an orca whale. I'm like, oh, shit. you guys call me a fucking whale, and you're correcting my stuff. <laughs> I'd rather be Shamu asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see pictures of your fourth grade. Free Willy. Hey, Sivan, you like Free Willy. <laughs> well, hold on there, son. Oh, That's an orca <laughs> They make Sivan jump over them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this joke is moving on. <laughs> You know orcas are the smartest mammals out there. <laughs> you know they're really actually big dolphins, right? <laughs> Oversized. Uh, oh, Overweight dolphins. <laughs> 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 oh, was never coming back. <laughs> oh, my God. All well... Right. At least when you hire Sivan, he has a, you know he has a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. I'm so. actually gonna go try out uh, at the comedy club at Flappers. Are you? Are you serious? No, 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 no serious. shit. No, not really. They have tryouts on Wednesday nights. Really? Um, so I'm gonna. Okay, you yes. know what? If you you're have, gonna do it, let you have us material? know. Material? I, I have a lot of material. Yeah. But he does have a great. Do sense you have? Of do you have anything sure. that you wanna plug a little bit? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, but but I've been writing down a lot of my uh, stuff. Cause when we when we chit chat on IG and on Facebook and like the <laughs> comments you put, it's you can tell there's something in you where you have that nice sense of humor where you, I could see myself you know hanging out with you having a drink and just laughing our asses off just like we did the last yeah five minutes of the show. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I love your questionnaire things you ask on your Instagram stories. Thank you. What yeah, What is your Instagram so people can follow uh, you? Instagram is BK Trust Lawyer. 
And there's underscores between it. There's underscores. BK but I'll, underscore. I'll, I'll, you'll put it in I'll the body. I'll put it in the body. I'll put it in the body. Because he posts a lot of, uh, you know, stimulating questions as far as questions about trust and <laughs> estates and different things that yeah. make, makes you think about how much you truly know or how protected you are. And Yeah. Uh, I, I get a lot of uh, good feedback. A lot of people answer it, so thank you. For I always participate. get everything wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I try to post like useful information that's kind of you know beneficial. So and you know those suckers take really long time to write. It takes me like twenty minutes. You know, I'm sure. Um, it's like I didn't think it takes that long to uh, post these. Now questions. you're stuck with it. You know, and then some people will like answer the first one because I'm writing. I'm like answer questions one, two, and three. I'll, I'll put the first one and you know, like my fat oily thumbs. I'm like trying to write the second one really fast. People are messaging me, you know, like I answered it right. I'm like, hold on, I'm still posting like like two more fucking let me, questions. Let me like, take a bite of my cheeseburger. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> oh, I love you so. Uh, when you said greasy fingers, that's what I you're went like, to right away. You're like, no, I love you. Like, thank you. Oh, I'm the one that's making fun of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I could, I could make fun of him. You guys can. No, it's okay. That's the difference. Bitch. This is the wiseness. We make fun of everybody. Fuck it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Depends on your BMI. Joseph, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, thank. Seriously, uh, thank you so much for coming back with oh, us, man. Pleasure. It was this was long overdue, and I'm I'm glad uh, you came back you. on, made time for us, and made time for our viewers because this was very very. Uh, educational for for everybody. Thank, Thank you, you Sevan. Thank My you. My pleasure. pleasure. Thank uh, you for having me, guys. I'm going to plug in Sevan's information. If you have a home, if you have a property, if you have any sort of asset, um, whether it's like I said, home assets, even a money in the bank, dude, gold, anything like that, uh, hit up Sevan. He'll help you with uh, your trust, your planning, all that stuff. Uh, if it's the opposite side and you're filing for bankruptcy. Again, hit up call Sevan. Call, call Sevan. Uh, and if you don't have a home, you think you need one to get a trust, call Arno. There you go. And if you think somebody's dying. So <laughs> 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 oh, I see a Raz is commenting. And then look, oh look this all ties it together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll help you sell the home. He'll put them in the hospital and we'll make sure it's in the Guys, leave me the hell out of this one, please. <laughs> and if you need the body transfer, just call in yes. here. Yeah, if you need something lost, just call me. Oh, Jesus That's yeah, pretty incredible. Like, all three of you talk at the same time. And it's yeah, we're like still women works. going through menopause. Yeah, you should, it's like the male version yeah. of The View. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I want to thank Raz. I saw his comment. Yes, Raz, Raz. Raz says, Sevan is a stand-up dude with a great you. sense of humor. Thank you, Raz. Raz, let's go tomorrow. Yeah. It's really nice offices. Or office. His office is pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, no, he's, Raz, he, Raz is nice, too. Yeah. Sexy no. guy. No, he is. Really good. Really good. Amen. Then make him. Raz. Except he orders a martini at Carousel. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Who does? Dude, I think you Raz. let out a secret. This guy's all shocked. Raz, you ordered martini in a martini glass or? At a Carousel, yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try it next time because. Uh, is uh, it a dirty a, martini? <laughs> He's a, he's a really good guy. No, I love Raz. Raz is a stand-up guy yeah. as well. well. Well, thank you guys. Now that the circle jerk is over with, can I <laughs> can play, you, play, can play you the, the music? music? 
Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Uh, appreciate your time. Sevan, again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you uh, guys, I'll plug in Sevan's information in the body of uh, the YouTube channel. Today's episode will be on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Manana. Unfortunately, the episode with the famous was is guys i can't put it on spotify i i tried it multiple times and it's unfortunate that it's getting flagged for the music that was played so if you want to watch that episode and listen to that one it's on youtube only but today's episode will be on major platforms manana uh everybody have a great week have a great weekend be safe and we'll see you next monday